0: No!
1: Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Alhamdulillahi Waliyal Kareem Wa sallallahu ala anbiya ala anmiyak ajma'een Walmasih walmahdi walmujadda Laman mursaleen Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that he is alone and has no partners? And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the generous eternal friend and send salutations of Allah on all of his prophets and his apostles and on the messiah the anointed one and on the mahdi the guide and on the Mujaddid, the reformer which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send greetings and we send peace. Assalamu salamu wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu.
2: You are now listening to The True Light with as al Imamisa al-Hadi al-Mahdi in a live question and answer session. Can you
3: tell me who Yanin
4: is? <laughs> Yanin is an extraterrestrial being. of the 19 galaxies, and they do travel by ships, as you would call them, for lack of a better word, and they've been intergalactically traveling and coming to this planet since 11,500 years ago, and Yan'un is one of the masters that's been assigned to awake you people up, because you people are a portion of ancient uh, verse of the Debraeans as you probably don't even know what that means right, and some of you must be walking up and so master would come, the master that you saw was called Rama if you would have gotten a closer look at him, he comes from 4,000 years before Jesus, if you would have got a closer look at him, you would have saw that he had white hair and red eyes, he's a caramel complexion fairly thin and his name is Rama. He visits this planet many times. He lives in Shambhala. I don't care how crazy it sounds to you, or one day you'll find out it's true anyway. That in the center of your planet, there is another world in the center, there's subterranean pathways to different chambers in the center of your planet. The pyramids are entrances there, and so are the pyramids out in South America and the Nairobi desert, and out at the Antarctic is the entrance in. And Seattle is one of the masters of the school of the bird. They call him the feathered bird. This is why in South America, when they they look over the sky and they see this image of this bird on the ground, that is his school. So certain arriving masters to this plane knew what school they would go to. Each galactical body had their own school, on this planet. Muslims uh, don't realize that throughout the Holy Quran, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking about angelic beings coming to earth, you've turned them, because of Christianity in the 18th century, into little white babies with wings when you're talking about celestial and terrestrial beings, or extraterrestrial beings who have been visiting y'all for a long period of time. Because some of you are the sons and daughters of extraterrestrials who came here and you have to be brought back to power to defend this planet against the destruction by Azanthel and what they refer to as Lucifer. And the other 200 fallen angels which were, again, extraterrestrial beings who invaded this planet 6,000 or 5,000 some odd years ago and have been ruling. And of course the masses to either hover or to go into the subterranean part of the planet and they just come up to either ascend to the earth to teach man, or they will make intergalactical communications leave and come back. And and this is what Elijah saw. This is what Jesus said when he said he was caught up in a whirlwind in the clouds and went up. The whirlwind in the clouds is the ship itself. Elijah was taken up in a chariot, and Enoch was translated into heaven by a chariot. It's throughout the scriptures, and three men visited Abraham at his tent, and then one went up, and the other two went on down into Sodom to try to talk Lot and his family into coming out. You know, these these stories that you have interpreted in the scriptures strictly as religious dogma because of the translations by the Christian churches, etc., who had no knowledge of exorcism, they have turned the this spiritual, this, this spiritual community of beings who have existed in other galaxies into gods, or into angels and gave them a bunch of names that didn't apply to them. And so you just happened to talk mention one who is very powerful, Yanun his name is, they say Yannin is also Yannun-dependent it's on the dialect of what galaxy you're in the pronunciation changes. And in the one you described was another one called Rama, who's asking you about Yannun because Yannun is a sign to give your answers about the things that you need to know in this time and the time that you've come from to be able to distinguish the 144,000 who would be those extraterrestrial beings, prepare them to create that whirlwind they make that ascension out of this state, which they call the rapture, rising up from the earth while it goes to its turmoil with the Lamb, as they refer to him, which is merely a symbol of a humble, being from an extraterrestrial isa and alayhi salama, was caught up between the two because he was one of the only Jebarian of his time, meaning he was the only, well, I say Jebarian of his time, the only being of his time, that an angelic being, as you call them, extraterrestrial, came down and went into a woman again like they did way back in Genesis, and gave birth to this being who was partly angelic and partly man, so that he could try to raise your, your spiritual consciousness But man was not ready So Allah Ba'ala saw fit to send after him a mortal Who would be guided by a Jebreyel Which was the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Who would be guided by the angel Jebreyel Who was an extraterrestrial, Because the message of reaching man through his spiritual awareness Like Jesus, Jesus, didn't work and man wanted to kill him, but they didn't understand what he was doing. And the more he would execute the power of healing and things to show them that they had the same power, some of them. Because as we said, I only was sent to a certain group, a lost sheep. i got to find a certain group of people, you know, but the people who he was not sent to, they didn't like him. They persecuted him and in, and in turn wanted to kill him. So Allah, lot of fit to send another being, which you all call the comforter, which was Muhammad and have the angel visit him who would be an extraterrestrial to guide him and give him the Quran the final text that will teach you about your intergalactic traveling and how you got him is why the Quran says we sent you down to earth they keep Muslim it says when there's a turmoil in the garden in heaven then we cast you down to earth in the Quran from where? the angels come down from where? from floating around in sky no they sent you down to Arsene, which is earth the blue planet they sent you here from other galaxies when you violated the law intergalactical law you were cast down here like prison you all uh, are away with as you would call it I don't know a better word for it you all are assigned to a prison earth is a prison that you all are in and you are people who rebel, who would listen to Satan, as you call him, which was Azazel then, or Tanush. You listen to him, you follow, and you've been assigned to earth until you overcome that, until you turn and give your total reverence to Allah, Allah, La Ilaha Illa Allah, which you incorporate in that. Even that, when you say, oh, you have to say, God, Allah, God, God, Allah, you keep interjecting. You personified him and said he was Master Farad Muhammad, or he was Yahweh Ben Yahweh. You always have to do something and rather than to just serve the omnipotent source of the Hawa, or way is inside you, the essence of life. So now you've been assigned to this prison, which is called Ardu, the blue rock, earth, until you what they say, are born again, and born again of what they say, of the body of the spirit. Of the spirit, y'all must be born again of the spirit, you must be transformed from being a mortal being who is destined to die, back to immortality. You You must become a supreme being again, in order to be worthy of intergalactical traveling again. So now what has happened, the devil's seed is in the earth, mixing in with the God seed, as you'd have it, and it's keeping you all bound to the planet and creating new dogmas every day, new deviations from the fundamental truth and calling it religion and sex and all different types of dynamics, Sunni, Shia, Ahmadiyya, Bilalian, black Muslims, Hindu, Buddhists, and just creating new dogmas to keep you from seeing the states of Sirat al-Mustaqeen, as they call it, the Sirat al-Mustaqeen, the straight way of those who made the pathway through the galaxy. When they say the Quran has been Sirat al-Mustaqeen, Sirat al lavina and Amfa alayhim, Khalil Maudhoobi alayhim they're telling you, I want to be guided and I want to be guided for that word. I want to get back out of here. Suratul Haleena and Anta alayhim. You know that surat of those who you have given your grace, Allah Ta'ala. alayhim I don't want to be like those people who got the everlasting curse, who's damned to this earth forever. Wala Or those who deviate off that path that was leading from Malakut and and went somewhere else. Or as they translated in, in modern times, have left the path of Dinal Islam and went into other denominations of thought. And you deviate from the path of Dinal Islam when you deviate from the path of Milla Ibrahim, when you deviate from the religion that Allah Sa'ala, gave to the Prophet Adam, which was the, the, the way you should work your way back to to Israel back out of this plane and back into Malakut, the domain of angelic beings from which most of you have come. But some people here have made an everlasting pact with Azazila, Azazila, a a this being who ruled and who tried to overthrow Mishael in Malakut prior to the birth of your planet. As a result of that, was cast down. Some mortals have succumbed to him. And begin to worship him in a subtle kind of way. One of his names is God. And they have taken and called the of God and Jehovah God in God Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You follow? So you just happen to touch on a very sensitive subject. And you're, uh, I am here to try to bring you all back to that teaching. But i got to start with what you understand. i got to start giving you what you think you want so you are learn how to think on a level of what I have to give, or what you know you need. But I can't stop by pouring out. I've been teaching for 20 years on earth, in and out, visiting in and out of here. Different beings speak to you at different times through me, trying to answer all of your questions to prepare you for the real knowledge, the real information that you have to have after you get through, wobbling in how great you are and how you got here and how your Abraham and your Peter and your this, when you finish all that ego tripping, then I can get down and teach you the truth about things and prepare those who are supposed to leave here to prepare so when the ship does come, they can go. You follow? and I know that sounds crazy, but he wants to make me sound crazy. That's why he made movies like Star Trek, because he knew this knowledge. The devil, he he knows these things. And that's why he saturates the television with a bunch of things like fiction so that when the final truth comes, I say, your whole concept of religion in the Bible is wrong. You don't even know what you're talking about. You're talking about intergalactical beings. You're not talking about angels. You're talking about the ultimate source of all existence. You're not talking about God and Jehovah. Those are just expressions. When you say Allah, you're saying Allah, who? Yahoo, oh, see who he is and you cannot define it while still confined to this prison called the physical body on earth. It's amazing! (laughs) This is amazing to me, to hear people from this planet (laughs) asking questions about such intricate things. (laughs) It is really amazing. You don't even hear yourself. That's what's so funny. You You don't even hear yourself. You hear yourself talk to me. But you don't even understand half the things y'all are asking. It's amazing to find that the spiritual people here are beginning to wake up. It is not about a water religion. You know what I mean by a water religion? When they dip you in some water and say you're baptized, or or you go to Mecca and then say I'm a Muslim, where it's just a physical aspect of the deed, it's amazing that y'all are now probing into the esoteric, part of your existence and trying to get a better understanding of the real you and not the synthetic you that you call your
3: body. It's a wonderful day. El Hadi. I wanna ask you a question. First of all wait, let me correct him. El Hadi is my father's name. <laughs> hey, <Mom>. Okay. <laughs> hey, what is it what has meant lately? i been getting the flash in front of me, the white fog, like I'll be standing or I'll be in a certain place, and I'll see a white, like a white fog, like a... White mist. A mist, yeah. How do you know that? Because I know what it is. A mist in front of me, and it just comes, and it stays there for a second, then it'll go. Then I I can move, and I'll go to another place, and my mind just be, you know, I don't be thinking about anything in particular, all of a sudden it flashes in front of me, but I can't really... You know, figure out. You haven't. Had, See, the thing 12, is, you're 12. looking at you're looking at beings who are here in the Earth's
4: atmosphere, trying to reverse the negative flow of current that's here. Okay? You can't assimilate them because you haven't developed the inner body of you. You're developing, but you have not developed the inner part of you to be able to focus on them and take shape the way you do physical things. Meaning. Human beings are under the impression that when they look at something, they really see it, and they don't. Everything you look at, if you look at the guy's head in front of you, you are looking at a reflection of light to the brain. You're not looking at the object. You follow that? You're looking out at something. It reflects back into the, on, in the brain, and then you decipher its color, its shape, its form, its size, etc. Okay? You have not been able to do that yet with the spiritual world. Sometimes the beings will personify for you, or incarnate for you, but now you have to learn how to incarnate them, and then you will see them, and they'll get in your way. (laughs) Because you'll find the abundance of beings surrounding this earth plane, trying from different galaxies to keep you you people from being destroyed by the cherubim. And we're trying to wake you up soon enough to get you back but. uh, It seems almost impossible. So many people have learned to love the cherubim as opposed to the seraphim. Okay?
3: Why we we, the the people of Solidarity, why, I mean, I don't, we, how could, why would we allow ourselves to, why are we in this condition? Why can't what's in us, the inner being, be brought forth and the greatness? that Allah, Subhanahu wa Taala put upon us. Our ancestors, these are things that our ancestors did. And we are the children, our children's children. No, no. Your ancestors, let me correct you, your ancestors were also being visited by beings
4: that tried to help them. Because in, in the realm that they were in, they had their degree of devilishment also. Your father, Lot, don't forget, Lot turned against Abraham and went down to Sodom and Gomorrah because he thought it was a better place to be. So he turned against the village of peace and went into the city of New York, to the village, <laughs> in the figure of speech, and wants to live in the village with those kind of people. It's been going on for a long period of time. And beings have been trying, but see, what is long to you all is short to us. What, 6,000 years is, a, is, a, is, a, is less than a day to us. The whole information of your whole planet could be absorbed in a couple of minutes by any master. All the information of your whole planet. You're developing rapidly, much more rapidly than you're supposed
3: to.
0: Recently this week, the
3: snowstorm, was there any significance of the thunder and the lightning? Yes. If you
4: would read a book that I've written called the Book of Revelations 4, I explained last year expect these things. Some of the people in the class, I told them, this is the worst weather you're going to have in, in a long time. And what it happened is, there's a clash of currents in the universe now. This is going to start crazy again. I have to keep saying that because people think I'm nuts. I don't mind being nuts. They're so nuts. But there's a council that meets on all of the different planets that are in your solar system and outside your
1: solar system. Your planet is lined up for evaluation next. So you have a lot of intergalactical traveling
4: taking place here now. People coming in and going into the center of your planet. That's why they're saying there's so many UFO sightings all of a sudden. This is why people are turning back to the church. People are getting so spiritual all of a sudden. Everybody talking about the Spirit and the Holy Ghost and being born again and being saved and becoming Muslim and becoming Black Jew and becoming Hindu and becoming Swami and there's a yogi here and there's a yoga that. That is the work of the masses preparing you. When that happens, the currents go out. That's why all the prophecies said the sky shall be blackened and there shall be earthquakes and storms and the moon shall turn like red, turn into a ball of fire. This is the time. There's a galactical alignment. Y'all had a further alignment a couple of weeks ago. They didn't even tell you all that. They put it on the news after it happened. They never told you why, because I told y'all because there is no North Pole, every time the elders, enter time the mothership comes over the North Pole, that magnetic thing, because those solar light reflections at the North Pole, those are ships coming in. And they throw your planet off. Your planet is off its axis already. It's 2.5 degrees off now. Because of ships entering into the center, in the center of this planet, there's a sun. The diameter of it is 6,000 miles. And each layer of your sun, your planet, is not a solid. You couldn't be a solid and be 6,000,000 six, six, tons of waste with all the metal. This planet is, a, is not a solid, it's hollow. And in the center of it, there's, a, there's a, another whole empire which you all referred to as Atlantis or the Miriam. All right, it's two of them. They're start to. But the weather is out now because there's beings coming through and they're interfering with your layers. Your ozone is thrown off now. So you're going to have abstract weather. You think it's funny now? Give it two more weeks and see what happens. It's going to be so cold in March, it's going to be ridiculous. Your time belt is off. Your planet is working on a time belt. Time belt means you have ticks in your time. You follow? You have been calculating the tick, but is ignoring the rest. You know anything about music? You know there's a beat and a rest, a beat and a rest. But when you're looking at your clock, and the devil smoothly put batteries in to take out the ticks. Because you were going tick, 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 tick. But in between those ticks, there was a rest that you were not counting. Instead of being 23 hours, 56 minutes, and 6 seconds, you really had 46 or 27 minutes, I'm sorry, I'm 48 minutes going in the same time. The beings that I'm speaking about, anti-galactical beings, move on the rest of your time. The counter world, fourth dimension, is linked to this three-dimensional world you're in. And when they're making communications to select a council, with you first in the Bible as the 24 elders around the throne with the four beasts or an Ezekiel, that same council that has been coming here since the beginning of your planet, right, when they're coming from other galaxies here to have a meeting on, this, on whether or not to let this planet destroy itself. This is what it is. You people have gotten to the point where you are about to destroy yourself, and they're trying to save you, it says in Revelation. What about those who the fear of the Father on them? The master says, hold back the wind in Revelation. Don't destroy it until we get there, but you won't come. It's right in the book. Don't destroy it until we get there, the seal, but you won't come. Some of you are spiritual beings, I got to tell you. When the sons of the Almighty came down, centuries ago and went to the daughters of the man, they gave
1: birth to what you call reptilians the or gemereens, supernatural beings who have now mingled amongst men so well that they forgot who they are, except for that dormant feeling that keeps looking and say, why does anything happen to me? Why am I different? Why, why am I not enjoying this party the way they are? Why
4: do I not want to get drunk and smoke people like they do? Why, do I, why am I sitting in church saying I don't believe that that white man that cross is Jesus? Why is something happening to me? And other people in the same room are sitting there and accept anything. They just, and you look at them like, how can you accept anything anybody says? What well, if you're one of those people, they've always been saying, why me? Why when they run, I'm the one that falls? Every ski, I get the broken ski. You follow? Why am I the being in all this energy? Because the devil has a concentrated effort on your destruction. Because he knows that you are a devilian. That you're from the intergalactical being. You're part human and part extraterrestrial. He knows that. And you cannot, you're like Jesus I'm caught up in two worlds. He said, he he was having problems and my spirit is willing to touch my flesh. There is no weak. All of this collaboration of time, the alignment of the universe, the beings coming through, is why your weather's up. And it sounds like a science fiction movie. Because that's what he wants it to sound like, but it's true. I'll tell you something that'll wake you up. The headache, the one-eye headache. You know what I'm talking about? That you get in that one eye, it's aggravating you, that nervous tension that you can't stop lopping, flopping your leg all of a sudden. The inconsistency with time, right? It's Wednesday. What happened to Tuesday? Is this happening to some of you people in there? Well, that's because you are out of whack with what's going on. You're breaking this time barrier. You're not a tool no more. We are here for you, but you won't come. We can't take you back without teaching you first who you are and how you got here. And I'm not talking i Abraham and Jesus. The whole Bible story we learn in a second. That's your history. You know, you've got one of the shortest histories of all everybody. We've existed for 6 trillion years. We've been recording carnage for 11,500 years when we first built Atlantis there. And was mortals from the Sea of the Nathenians who caused Atlantis to sink. A gap to the subterranean world which is beyond the understanding. Now, now but you've got to relearn who you are and how you got here so you can get out of here and leave these mortals here. Because this planet is destined to destroy itself. And they're going to take you with them. And if your spirit does not develop far enough, you will be a premature birth. You'll be caught in the destruction of this planet. But um, the other thing was, if you are a spiritual being, then what is your purpose here? Mine? Yeah, yours and any
5: other.
4: I'm a teacher I'm a teacher who's come to get my students and prepare y'all for the war we've had several wars against Azazel people before and we've won every time they went somewhere else and colonized now they've colonized here and they've gotten you, I've got to come separate you from them and turn you back into spiritual people so we can conquer him which is whom you are called Saint. and prepare y'all to go back to Malakut, Malakut, what you that what is that, there's three, the three domains, and then there's lower and above, Nesut, Malakut, and Lahut going up, Nesut is the abode of humane, which is what y'all are, the ones on earth, Malakut is the bowl of Melaic, angelic beings lapid is the throne of the omnipotent with the seven veils. You follow? Okay. Solid, liquid, and gas? Okay. You're in solid. The angels are in liquid mm-hmm. and the Almighty is in a form of gas. Okay. Alright? Now the liquid can become vaporized into gas or hardened into a solid. Now I'm here to turn the solid back into a base, into a liquid and then back into a gas. Father, but they're so intermingled with the mortals here, it's hard to find who's who anymore. They do—they're so well trained to act like the devil, and live like him, and walk like him, and love like him, and lust like him—and like him, it's hard to find the good ones and the bad ones. Now it's quite a confusing job when you meet people you think they're spiritual beings, you start teaching them, and they're really not but physical, total physical. And it becomes bewildered. How would I
0: know for myself?
4: You do know it for yourself. You already know. If you're a spiritual being, because you're not content here. When you look up at the sky, you get to stare. When they discuss UFOs, it doesn't frighten you. You want to be, you want to be picked up by them. It's a different. Other people say, not me. I'm not going to go try a football. The first, and then there's a middle people that say, why don't I see them? You even look up at night out of your window and say, Why can't I see one? Well I took in the congregation from this community, I said, You want me to prove you that they exist? I took hundreds of to them to the mountains and said, Now watch, they're gonna come from that direction. And I called them and they came. And they hold it above them. They saw with their own eyes. But they can call anybody crazy if they want. I know that as long as I got company in this Spanish I feel good.
0: But they saw
4: with their own eyes, and the ship, and I told them what to the chant, and they chanted, and the ship came close, being light, and took off. I said, those people are waiting to take you. And that was it. That's my job. And you have got to accept it before he realizes how dangerous I am, and then I'll have to leave. And many times we have sent to you you either turn up into gods or you call them prophets. You've got all kind of crazy names you make up because the men here cannot follow another of what appears to be mortal without making them some type of a deity because mm-hmm. they can't see themselves. I mean, I'm a man too, so he must be God. <laughs> Instead of just seeing themselves as, as students or neophytes as you would have it, learning they don't, they have to tell you into a god or something. But we would be gods compared to us the power that you once had and that we have now, we would be gone compared to that. But you have the same power dormant. The same way your fingers there can play a piano. Right? Now, everybody can. But
1: everybody has your to who has working fingers to play the piano. Only a piano player knows that, though. And if they want, anybody can play the same. You only know
4: that as a piano player, though.
0: You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes what happens to me is like there's this force that comes out and it's like really bright and kind of
2: warm, yes, but I can't seem to control when it comes out or when it doesn't. I know that when it does come out is when I kind of left myself or my
5: self-consciousness mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it'll be there. I, uh, and yes, I notice that yes. when that happens, whatever I need to have happen, it happens.
4: Well, that's you. That's the real you. When, and, and you want to learn to control that right. you take and you put your hands everybody can do this
1: you put your hands in front of your face and you clap your hands until you create a hollow sound not a trap it's a hollow sound not just hear the difference okay. and
4: once you've done that you put your hands down your lap and say to yourself relax and let go and just drop,
5: relax, and let go, and just drop, and you'll feel your body start to relax in your hands, and when you slap them, you go energy to them. start to tingle, because the blood going back into the cells, because blood is
4: carrying carry oxygen energy, and you start to feel it move to the center of your body, and that, that feeling can start to come out, then you stop it,
5: it's exercise, you don't let it go, you stop it. You have to go about your business. And you practice it a little bit every day. And you let it come out a little further each day. And then you will control how well it travels and where it goes. But I, I noticed that other
0: people can see it. Yeah,
5: of course they can. But I didn't think I
3: thought, at first I thought only I could see it.
4: Because that's easy. Then you don't have to explain it. <laughs> it's so much easier. Because though when people think it, they say, hey. What's that? And then you got to say, I don't know. <laughs> like I said earlier, you don't take on the responsibilities of things that you are. You refuse them. I'm not, I'm not going to explain that. They just leave it alone. So you would have to pursue the meaning of it in order for you to explain it. And that's, you know, like being bothered with you. You're frightened about what it might really be. Well, now you know it's really the essence of you. It's the highest of you, the real you. Now it's become familiar
5: with it. And when you hear high pitch sounds, it usually perceives it in your ear. That little high pitch sound move your body to vibrate at
4: that point. You understand? Moving yeah. before it will happen, listen. You hear like a high buzzing sound above you, right? Move your body up to that point. Sit and and place yourself
5: at a point where you have a level. Where you say I'm at the middle your mind. I'm at the middle or I'm at the bottom or the top. And then envision the, that
4: sound above you and pull yourself up to that point with that sound. You understand? And it can open up and you see a shift. If you're if convinced that it won't frighten you, that's also part of that fear. When an adrenaline raises, the a sense of adrenaline, which is the killer instinct in human beings will frighten their angelic beings away. Because man doesn't have to a killer instinct. And that set
5: comes up when the devil moves. And all creatures know that you're about to kill with or without reason. So even angelic beings withdraw when that fear comes out of you. When you get scared, they move away from you. Okay? Imam Isa, I want you to uh, further elaborate on that word cherubim and where they came from and what their purpose here is. You want me to or would
4: you like me to? Yeah, I, I would like you oh, to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Before the creation of humane beings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created a realm called Malakrit. This realm was inhabited by two races of beings that had various species.
0: These two
4: races were called, in your present-day language, cherub and seraphim. They were what you referred to as angelic beings. But just like you have the two races on Earth today, which came out of that, Prior to this, there was two on a spiritual plane. The ruler of this, or the Khalifa, of that realm, was called Mikael, which is Melchizedek, or Al-Khidair, which comes from the word Mik,
5: to be like
4: Muslim, to be like Allah. He was the angel who ruled all the archangels, okay? And they ruled this, this abode called Melakut, prior to the creation of Adam in the physical form. And then, certain beings within the race of the cherubim wanted to rule that domain because Michael spent so much time behind the fifth veil of Lahut, which which starts another whole conversation with try not to go to, and rebelled against Michael's rule, which caused a battle in the domain of Malakut, which you all call the Battle of the Angels. You see? And the angels that stayed with Michael, the seraphim from his race, were successful over the cherubim and the cherubim were utterly removed from the plain of
1: Malakut, except some of them who did not follow the wicked one, which is not who you know as a Zazil or a bliss.
4: This is before him, okay? What Mikal did was he took one of these young cherubim, as an example, like Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala put the tree as an example of good and evil, He put one of them in the midst of the seraphim, to see if they could repent, you know, save this race by raising him into the light of the green light as opposed to the red light. The two colors. Okay. This being that they raised, Became known, he was from amongst a race called the Jinn. He was called Jan, the father of the Jinn. They were the Kasaruna, originally, who covered the truth about the laws of Malachut prior to Emis. This child, Jan, was from amongst the species of Cherubim. The father? Okay. So, after they took this child, Jan and put him amongst the seraphim to rear him in knowledge to reform them. But this being raised up again when Allah Ta'ala confronted the angels up there, which is the seraphim, that he was going to create a Khalifa for the next abode, the next evolutionary stage, which is called Nessel, which you're on now, the planet Earth. And he would create him in spirit first, and then give him a perfected body. And he would be able to procreate life Allah. Because the angels couldn't do that. Procreate, have children. But Iblis, being from
1: the Kavru, could do that. They had to power the power of red light. Fire can make more fire.
4: In other words.
1: Alright, but the seraphim were from the light of Allah. They didn't. He merely thought them into existence. They were lesser degrees. So this being at a
4: youthful age raised up again and rallied the other cherubim that stayed behind. You follow? The ones who were not totally destroyed. And they caused revolt the in heaven a second time about the birth of a being called. Adam to you. Because he told them that they were greater in this being Adam because they were created of nairun salun. Nairun and not Nur. But the cherubim were nar and the seraphim were Nur, the light. And Nar is the fire. You see, when he, Iblis, who was called Azazilla when he was cast down, and mm-hmm. Lucifer,
1: as you call him, raised up, they questioned Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through Mikael, and said, where are you
4: about to create another mischief-maker? He was referring to
1: beings like his descendants, who caused mischief and shed blood? The last answer was through Mikhail, I know what you do not know. You see? So this being, Jan, was very vexed at the creation of a being now of what he considered a lesser nature. He was
4: going to be created of thin, of clay, shapes of
1: style masculine fashion from ham and black mud. And they couldn't. He said, I am better than him. He was big-chested with pride.
4: I am greater than him. And the angrier he became, the more of the sin came from him. Sin is when a person is huffing and puffing
1: out of anger. The wind, the heat that comes from them is a poisonous thing. that even you do when you get mad. When you
0: go, I hate
1: this person. This is the sin in people. That's why they call him Uncle Sam. When he sets
4: out to send men to go on the other side of the world to kill other people and they call it the war. Uncle Sam. Uncle Simone. This is the person that he's been using since he's come, before he came to this planet. Okay? Now this may sound crazy to y'all, but I'm sorry. So did the television 10, uh, 50 years ago. One day you'll find out this is all true. I'm telling you because I was there. I'm an extraterrestrial incarnated. I don't want you, to, I want you to think I'm crazy because that's what keeps me alive. <laughs> the fact that people think, think I'm crazy and leave me alone. And that's good. So this being, Jan, who was middle-class from the capital, stored in Melakut, in one of the lower planes of it, because each domain, the three domains, has upper and lower planes or dimensions within dimensions. 7 to the 7th power of 7 as you have it. And certain of these angels, two hundred and ten. Ten were the ones that survived. They call them the unholy angels. Right? And 200, he reformed there with his anger against this destined being Adam. That he felt he was better than. So when Allah of his roof into the soul, uh, his roof, his soul into the nest of Adam, and Adam became a living soul. Allowed told all the angels, prostrate, all of you, seraphim, cherubim, everybody, prostrate to this new created being. And they all did, except Jan. He was balanced, rebellious. Because he was from the katharoon, from the seed of the old children. He refused to do it. And Allah cast them all down here to earth. You see? And Satan, as he then became known, taking on the form of a peacock at certain times, an old person another time, set out to deceive man. Man now had to prove that he was worthy of the throne that Allah, the Allah created him on in heaven. You call it heaven, or the Garden of Eden, where rivers flow, and his maidens. The maidens waiting in heaven are your brother and sister angelic beings that you were created amongst the seraphim. They're the ones that call the servants that will serve you in heaven. They are the seraphim. They're the ones that protect, but Allah put charity. On the gate of heaven, between the plane of what you refer to as the plane of force and the physical plane, the transition from Malachut to Nassau, he put a cherubim on each east, on, on the eastern end of it, the entrance back in to the Kaaba up, so that man cannot just reach in, because of his power, and take out the key to eternal life and live forever in this ignorant state. But he said, from time to time, I will send warnings to you. And they will bring messages and signs to you that you may come back and that you may remember who you are and rekindle the Lord in you that you may re-enter into the abode of Malachi where you, Adam, was originally created. You see? So the cherubim are now bound in earth to conceive every time the woman's seed conceives and his vow to prove to Allah that man is not worthy of the throne, Ash, that Allah gave him in paradise. And the seraphim who are headed by Mikael have come to your aid many times. The third angel that visited Abraham was Mikael. The one who visited Moses, at the junction of the two now, was Mikael. The one who sent the dove down to Asa and Mary was Mikael. See, remember Cable said, and we, when we came to Mary, Hekau was there also, and then Jebrel took on the form of the Bashar, the human being with skin that he can go into her to conceive this being that is half seraphim and half mortal, which is called Jesus, and you turn him into a god. So what you've done is you've taken the extraterrestrial beings, and they become terrestrial when they come here. They are really celestial beings who become terrestrial here, and you call them angels and gods and all kinds of things that make you feel good. So you understand now who the cherubim are, the cherubim are the cancer from prior to the creation of Adam. Okay?
6: Thank you. We will continue with the man of the hour, Dr. Malachi Z. York, the reformer for this day and time, right after these messages. All Eyes on Egypt presents the holy tablets backed by popular demand, written and transcribed by... Doctor Malachi, your doctor, El, the receiver. This is the scripture that is divinely inspired, that will bring about a long overdue change, like the phoenix bird rising up out of its ashes. Up, you mighty people, come forth like Lazarus from the tomb. This tablet is food to feed the hunger and to nourish the soul, to give it strength. Rise up, stand up. Be counted amongst the people of this world. Be the first to get your copy of the Holy Tablets while supplies last. At All Eyes on Egypt, Monticello, Georgia. 706-468-2319. Tune in to the El Holy Tablet Show every Friday and Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WGAG Radio.
7: Hey, man, hey, hey, bro, hey, bro, man. Hey, man, I see you, you think i got that book in your hand, man, written by Dr. Yoke, man. Where you get that book from, cuz, shopper, man, I've been on live, I've been on eBay, I've been on Amazon, I've been on some of them goddamn bootleg ass Dr. York sites and shit, man. These motherfuckers charging goddamn damn near rent money and a goddamn down payment on a house and shit for some of them Dr. Yo books, man. It's hard to hell to find a goddamn one. Then I went fucked around and went on goddamn... Amazon, they were selling the holy tablets and shit. For goddamn, it was a goddamn notebook. It was a goddamn, goddamn holy tablets and a goddamn binder, man. These motherfuckers charge like six, seven, dollars for these Dr. York books, man. Hey, man, where can I goddamn get me one of them Dr. York book reasonable, man? You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about like at least goddamn some of his shit, man. These motherfuckers, man, these motherfuckers really motherfucking charging out the ass, y'all. I need a legit place. Where the fuck can I get... Me some Dr. York books that man that I won't motherfucking out there go broke over. You feel what I'm saying?
6: Yeah. Does this sound like you? Well of course it does. Or matter of fact it did until you found out about all eyes on Egypt and Monticello, Georgia. That's right. All eyes on Egypt and Monticello, Georgia. You don't ever have to worry about where is your money. Who can you speak to? All these bogus, fake, bootleg sites that are perpetrating and pretending that they're selling Dr. Malakazi your book. And even if they did, they're not selling it at an affordable price. Don't go to no one else. No one. No robots, no websites, no none of that. Get all your Dr. Malachi New York books right here at All Eyes on Egypt. Man from Planet Rich is at nineteen dollars. The L Poly tablets is at seventy dollars. Also, let's not forget the Sacred Wisdom of the That's in right now. Get it now while you can at twenty five dollars. So much more: the Right Knowledge series, the Christ series, the Mohammedism, the Mosism, the Christism. We got everything. The Luciferian conspiracy. Everything written by Dr. Malachi New York at a legitimate affordable price in a legitimate store authorized by Dr. Malachi New York himself. Don't waste your time, don't waste your money, and enjoy the rest of your life knowing that All Eyes on Egypt in Monticello, Georgia is dependable, trustworthy, and authorized by Dr. Malachi New York. Why wait? Pick up the phone today. Call 706-468-2319 and speak to a live person. Only at All Eyes on Egypt, Monticello, Georgia. That's All Eyes, E-G-I-T-T-G-A dot com. Call us today. Now welcome back to the Man of the Hour.
4: It's time for us to show forth the other side of the And that principle has always been arranged amongst the ancient Messiah. We want to call them that Kemet. We want to call them that Tamara whatever you want to call us. The principle is called Mat. It's the first principle of every order. And the sacred gathering spot is called Waset. It
0: has
4: been translated as Karnat, Aswan, but the sacred spot with the sacred temple was called Waset. You hear me? And the symbol was called Mat. Mat has been often interpreted to mean justice. I think in the Islamic world, the best interpretation of Mat became Jihad. And those amongst them that were physical took Jihad to mean physical war. And those amongst them called the Mutasawah or the Sufi took Jihad to mean a spiritual struggle inside of oneself against justice or injustice. The Quran even said injustice and in impartiality will not be tolerated. So the symbol that you raise is the ostrich feather. You may have noticed it in the hieroglyphs. Many of your ancestors or deities have the symbol of the ostrich feather. And that's called the mat. That's the foundation of all the mystical orders worldwide be they Native American, Freemason, Essian, Magus, Knights of Columbus, Shriners, Theosophical Society, Astara, Rosicrucian, they all go back to the map. And this is why they say one of the first things that was created was the quill. The quill, which is the pen, did all the inscriptions of the deity, Dahuti was the ostrich that they would it and they used the scribes to write the many books of ancient Egypt that most people today have forgotten. But that was our symbol. Remember that symbol, map, it represents the struggle between size. is why they chose the feather? Because the feather is a very sturdy object, but in when it fluctuates, it fluctuates but it will flow with the wind. You notice the Native Americans put feathers on their arms to make it stare steer straightly. Well, in ancient Egypt, that same symbol represented staring the cock and the bob through these troubled times, these winds. They call them sentimental winds of life when the pressures come down. The person that has a strong inner side survive. The person that has a, a, a weak inner side falls to the side always. Those people whose principles in Nahuatl are based on a spiritual thing will survive any changes. Just as those people who were Ansar, who were Ansari spiritual, regardless of where the surface went, they were still Ansar. Whether we was calling ourselves Hebrews, or Nahuatlians, or Native Americans, or Cowboys, whatever we called ourselves. Because their roots, in what we were doing, were in the spiritual not in the threat, not in the physical appearance of being a Muslim, wearing a tagia, wearing jellabiya. That wasn't where they were at. They were there spiritually. They were a cosmos. They were a part of the cosmos. The utterance, that word that stirs inside each one of us, and they get anchored in the word. And the foundation of it is the word is true or false. False manifests in the physical truth, always in the spiritual, because you can't lie in the spiritual sense. You cannot lie to the soul, because you cannot lie to yourself. And that's why in the language Hebrew they had nephesh and an Arabic nothing, And you had to combine the word spirit and self as one word. You could not lie because you cannot betray your spiritual self. You will tell yourself the truth. So you are your best master because you are your best God, because you cannot lie to God, and the only being that you can in contact with, that you cannot lie to, is yourself. So God therefore becomes the judge of the judge. That's why he said, I am that I am, he repeated I am twice, I am that I am. He said, oh, I am that which I am, or I am whom I am, he identifies His out of heart, as our being, and his enemy he never told his name. When they ask you his name say I am that I am. You have to learn the principle that I am that I am that means what you see is what you get. It's so a very simple and it sounds complicated. They've turned into all these different mystical interpretations in the Kabbalah of the Jews but simply means
3: I am that I am.
4: No more, no less. So, Cosmosis, and we're going to spend this evening, before we go into the ritual, is to ask you questions about the spiritual. Be careful, because there's several levels here of Cosmosis, everybody's not on the same level. So you can't ask me questions, and expect me to answer questions from the white or black level, and then the crimson level to be getting answers to lessons they haven't studied yet or degrees they haven't gotten into. So you have to be wise enough to have the question vague enough that I can answer it vague enough in order not to probe into what is not um, ready for certain people who have not raised them to that degree. All
0: right,
4: any questions that you wanna, I know one thing everybody keeps asking me, let me add this is, in our principles, it says you got to take a long walk on a <clears throat> short path. people say, what do you mean by that? What it means is, I said that back in, uh, way back in 1970, and what I meant by that is, we had a very short period of time to take a long walk. It takes most people a lifetime to be just a Christian, or a lifetime to be a Jew, or a lifetime to be... Uh, Egyptologists, and I said, well, between now and 19, I'm sorry, between 1970 and the year 2000, we have 30 years, we got to take a long walk on a short path, The short path was 30 years, the long walk was the amount of information and the amount of schools of thought that you would have to go through to be transformed from mortals to immortality, transformed back into gods, back into deities, back into nothing. That was going to be a long journey on a very short path. That's what it meant. If you want to be a good cosmos, you've got to learn to take a long walk on a short path. And most of you who've walked with me for years have gotten so much information, it baffles a normal pedestrian when they encounter you on the streets. How could you possibly know that much information? Wrong. The answer is: Well, I took a long walk on a short path, and you're still on just one of the long paths. Is taking you to a short end of a stick? <laughs> any other any questions? Yes. Make heard what, what do we do about the knowledge we didn't get, like, say for people that came when we were in New Waffle? Would, how does the knowledge from this, are, are the other schools behind us affect us being the That's such a good question, it's Because what I found out that you have two types of old times. I should say years ago, old times are faithful but not true. You have two types of old times. Those that were rooted in the community physically, yes. again, those that were rooted in the community spiritually. Those that are rooted in the community spiritually have a lot of spiritual insight on things they learned from me over the years, and that's their strength. But those that are rooted in the community physically were looking at me the way Musa looked at Elshadir, and thought they knew what they was looking at, and thought they was figuring out what I was doing. And as we get down this far, some of them look over now and see they never really understood the man they was talking to. You follow? So some of you people who just got here will never be able to have those schools. And you should have had by now spiritual masters raised amongst us who had taken that long walk on a short path and been able to come and instruct y'all in the many experiences that they went through while walking that path with me. Unfortunately, so many of them didn't because their hearts weren't there. They were just here physically. They weren't here spiritually. they never really heard the message. You with know me? Mean? So you missed that, those, those periods. It doesn't mean, believe me, that old times are good. That's not true. Both are faithful, like I said, but they're not true to me. They're the first one to stab in the back. They follow because they were not groomed to be true. They came out of a world where dishonesty and self-preservation and self-righteousness and ego was the reigning force and introduced them to <coughs> a culture like the Ansar law tried to introduce, which meant... Restraining yourself from the world and the families and everything else to prepare yourself. Most of them couldn't do it. They only pretended they did while they, was in and they were in ass songwriting and still doing all the things they were told not to do. So they never really got the spiritual side of what I was teaching. And we opened the Sons of the Green Light years ago for the Sufi. And we started and it had to stop because people were taking the lessons and giving to their loved ones.
3: And passing it to their wife, it was
4: my wife, so it's okay. It was my husband, so it's okay. And the spiritual masters came to me and said, they are dishonoring the secrets. They're not keeping them sacred. So we must go on the ground again. And that's why I folded. And we had hopes in this time that it will come forth again. But we short of time. A little bit of time to get the job done. But it's time for us to raise again. And if people here can keep the secrets safe. then things will be revealed to them. As of now, I haven't really opened the doors to ancient Egypt to you and given you the secrets that we have kept sacred for so long in Washington. Knowledge that you're supposed to know about yourself and how it all happened. I haven't done it as of yet. I talk about history, I talk about science, I talk about the creation and destruction of the world, but I haven't pulled that elite group aside and pass on those secret words, the word that our wanted from Rock so bad. The secret words the Freemasons were trying to get that gives you that power of can't pass it on until people are ready. And you'll know when they are ready when you become your own judge. You follow? So it doesn't make no difference if you was here 20 years or 20 minutes if you intend to do the right thing. You intend to Work by spirit and not by body. Intend to involve, become a part of the rays of the sun's life. It'll be easy. And you won't have to miss nothing. But if you come here and you just want to be a part of a mystical order because it makes you feel spiritual, you don't take your initiations, you don't follow the instructions, you don't do things that, that is subscribed to and uh, lessons, then you just waste your mind and your time. And it's just something else to do. In the Freemason Lodge, there are those that are serious. And there are those that just buy their way through the three degrees. You follow? You just read them and they just walk around masturbation with a ring and a symbol. And they don't even have a clue of the secrets and the hidden meanings of these things. None whatsoever. But what they think they do. They've gone to fraternity. They go to the large meetings. They go to conventions. They put on an apron. They put on the, the, the three great lights, they took their Bible Comperson Square, and they learned certain of the triad terms that they use, you know, from degree to degree as they raised, but they don't, none of the, you know, they never passed the world arc and turned right. They pass the royal arc and they're hit with a light in their eyes. And that light I spoke about several times is a blinding light on this side of intellect. Light is blind. And the way to teach a student is to teach him about the light. Tell them the light is the knowledge, the light is the intelligence, the light is the intellect, the light is the guide, the light is the way, the light is this. But light blinds. Darkness don't blind. And all Freemasons are blindfolded. As I mentioned just yesterday. And while they're blindfolded, in that period that they're waiting in the lodge for someone to remove that blindfold, the inquisitive mind starts to work. In the darkness, the mind starts to speed up, starts to race. What's going on? What's going to happen? What's coming up next? What's going on? Who is this? What's that center smell? What's to say? This wood. You understand? Why the table talk Why my leg? One past leg raise. Why this? Why that? You follow? that's when they're divine. Once they remove the blindfold, then they're blind. When you hit them with the light of Freemasonry, and start giving them the principles of Freemasonry, and they start giving them the tools of Freemasonry, and they put the Bible in their hand, and they point down on an altar, and they open the Bible, and there they put a compass and a square, and they look down and say, these are the three great lights. And they look down at them. When actually three candles are surrounding the altar, and those are the real three great lights. When you have the person look down, they point down, he looks down, looking away from the three candles that represent the three suns, they know right then that he is blinded by the light. And that light is the compass in the square, and how they will build this Bible around him and reshape him from a god into a mere man. You understand? So, in our order, all the symbolisms, all the uh, tools that we use, all are geared towards being able to see in the dark and avoid the beam of the light, you understand?
0: Yes. How do you know
4: once you reach that point? Enlightenment, then what? Then see? See the word? See the word enlightenment? <laughs> I'm just saying, Shall how they did it? You want, I'll tell you what.
3: When you get to the point
4: in the enlightenment that in all that you read, in all that you studied, you still feel there is a, what's the word? Say it again. A void. What follows void in the Bible? Void and darkness. Once you finish all the studies and all the religious dogma and all the arguments of who was here first and who's the greatest and genetic this and science this and then you still are hungry for something. You follow? And that is the spiritual journey from void into darkness. And in darkness is tranquility. But they taught you the prince of darkness, the devil, is evil. You see the reverse? And the light is right. The wall bathed in the light. In ancient Egypt, what they had was the three sons that you know as what? Shemus, Utu, and Asu. They have as Atum, Atun, and Amun. And those are the three lights that you can see in the Masonic Lodge of the three candles, or even on the floor of our lodge, the hooktack, the three candles. You only need to light a candle if you're in the. Let me ask you about that for a minute. If you're in the dark, are you with me? And the dark is ignorance, absence of intelligence, absence of common sense, evil. How do you have the intellect to know to strike the match? How do you know to light the candle to get the light if darkness is ignorance? So you see where the deception came from. The beings that were in darkness knew about the light. People in light cannot see darkness. While you're on earth and you look through the day, you know there's light but right outside the Earth's atmosphere, you know there's darkness. Which is more, the light that surrounds the planet or the darkness that is the universe? So, which one would be more likely where the Supreme would dwell? In that light that is contained and restrained within an atmosphere based on reflection or in a boundless universe? in the boundless universe, where darkness is, but but there must be intelligence. If that intelligence or if that darkness was transformed into light by combining hydrogen and helium atoms to make them create a cycle to create a sun to send out a beam and explode and create solar systems, there was some intelligence involved there. But that intelligence was in darkness, and the result was the light. light. So void and darkness was intelligent because even in their Bible it said what? God created the light.
0: Well,
4: what was it say before that? In the beginning, God created heaven and earth and what? So and void so and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the surface of the water. God again. After there void and darkness upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the surface of water, the Spirit of God was moving in, and then He said, let there be. And that's when He started to change the action of consideration. You know what I mean by that? God created and then had to stop to see whether it would be good. He looked and said, and He saw that it was good. So when things got into light, it did not necessarily mean that they were good, because God created these lights and then said, saw that the light that he created was, so the light was not necessarily good. And that's why in Islam they had nor and Nab. And Noor represented the light and Nab represented the fire. And therefore that light was not necessarily good. It was always, as I said years ago, independence of how one uses it. You can strike a match to light a candle to guide, or you can strike a match to burn down the house and kill everyone. There is temperament in light. There is no temperament in darkness where there is no attempt. Because in darkness, your only fear is tripping over something you don't know is there. So if you hold still and you hold your peace in darkness, divine manifests. But where there's light, there's doubt. You'll know because your mind will reach a point where you start to say to yourself, there is more to know. There is more to know. that hunger will cause the divine in you to come forward if you discipline yourself. And there is more to know. It's 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 not out of reach. It's out of trust. I can't pass the secrets on you people until I know you're ready for them. They've been protected for thousands of years. They've nothing to blame. You hear me? Yes. yes. <coughs> that just shows you heard. So is it good to um, sleep in total darkness when you, when you go to bed? Because sometimes... It wouldn't make a difference because once you go to sleep you won't see the light is on or not anyway. So it really doesn't make a difference. Those are uh, religious mythologies created while he was in certain schools on that, <coughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> Short path, right? I had to teach you the way they thought in order for you to digest those schools thoroughly. I had to teach you Islam as if I believed in it. In order to get you to believe it. Because all it was about it is belief. And then we had to get to the point where we had no longer a need for beliefs. If also, there is a ghost sleep in dark Why? Because the monotheistic principle, which is the principles of the physical, and what was void of any spiritual knowledge, is always consumption by fire, due to judgment. But in this case, the God of light is not using it for intellect. He's using it as knowledge. Fire. The word they use in the Torah which they borrowed from the Sumerians was ore, flames, light, in the sense of burning up. So this God warns you that if you are not obedient to me, out of whatever other gods that you chose, I will burn you up, you hear me? And you're taught that in Judaism, Christianity and Islam, if you're not obedient to me, On Judgment Day, I will judge you and I will burn you up. So the principles of monotheistic beliefs is fear of being burnt up, being consumed by fire. Meanwhile, they teach you, dwell in the light, stay away from the darkness of ignorance, dwell in the light, and then tell you at the end of the road that we're going to burn you up if you don't do everything the way I say It's right, because you dwell in the light, and it's the sun and the environment that ages and kills you. So you're already in that path if you are a physical being. If you are a spiritual being, then you spend the short time that you walk under the sun's rays to raise yourself spiritually past the care of the physical body. And it will care for itself. It will sustain you. If you stop patronizing it, and flattering it, and gorging it, and stuffing it, and painting it, and all the different things you do to it, where it becomes incapable of performing for itself, you maim your own body. Your body is just a vehicle to carry the spirit to you through this earthly journey. And you're supposed to be raising yourself in degrees spiritually so that by the time you take the garment of flesh off, the rest of the path is easy. You just blend back into the rays. You see what I'm saying? So it's not best to sleep in dark or light or light or dark. You Because regardless, when you go into that state, past sleep paralysis, into what they call sleep, you don't see it anymore. And if anything is going to attack you, it's because you allowed it to, and believe it can. All
3: right? Yes? Um, Does lucid dreaming or waking sleep have to do with a certain state of consciousness? Say it again. Does lucid dreaming or it's called waking sleep have to do with a certain state of consciousness?
4: Yeah, it has to do more so with the vibrations of the body. The body is vibrating with a certain pace. That's why you have people say, "When well, I'm getting ready to go into a transcendental state. I must drop my body down to Alpha wave. Now, why would they go to the first letter of the Greek alphabet, which would be leaf or Aleph, or A? It is. why would they say, so where is man vibrating? Well, man is vibrating an eighth up. He's vibrating at an octave above, and he has to make that journey down to out wave, where his body therefore is in tune with the own yep. you follow that now in between those in, in that everybody everybody knows the octopus eight tones right in that in that let's say regression of sound going down there are other beings who are able to vibrate in and out and those beings step within their dreams because while you're dreaming you start dropping down Have you ever listened to a cat when a cat is sleeping, how it purrs? You ever heard a cat, anybody have come in a cat before? And a cat purrs when they sleep? You know, certain purring sound? that's because they're dropping down. Human beings usually drop no farther than out of the eight to four, so they stay in what's called sleep paralysis. They're in a paralyzed state, and oftentimes, if they wake up at that point, before their body has regressed to one to start the journey back up for waking up, they'll wake up and their body will still be asleep. And their eyes will open and they will be paralyzed, thus the term sleep paralysis. And in that state, the body panics. And it goes to the brain and shoots directly to the hippocampus area of the brain and starts to find solutions to things on this side and that side at the same time and thus hallucination begins. People start to hallucinate, they start to have visions of things, things that they create or have experienced themselves. Remember, man is a creator and plus a designer. So he can design monsters to terrorize him or angels to guide him. He can fly as high as he wants, swim as long as deep as he wants in that world, in that world at the fourth level coming down from the eight octave. You follow that? So it does definitely have to do with the, a mental state, which has to do with the vibrational level of the human being. And human beings have to learn to travel that octave back and forth at random. And that's what Ohm wants to teach people, how man starts at the eighth, drops to the seventh, and sixth, and five, and goes all the way down when, at any given time, you can go into alpha, as they call it. Follow it and your body just purr, your heart starts to slow up, you breathe less, less and then you start to make that transit stick. If you get all the way down to one, you with me? Then you can get a new boost. Just like when you're extremely tired because you stayed up for two days, you find at the 48th hour you get or 20, even a 24th hour, you get a boost, and you get this, what they call, a second breath. You follow? You're working on etheric. Now, you're no longer working on blood. That extra boost you get when you're extremely tired and driving, all of a sudden you say, I to wake up. Boom! You deserve. You're able to drive another 100 miles. That's moving into the ether. When you learn to take these, this journey backwards, back into yourself. If I want to journey inward, when you get down to one and you learn to vibrate there, then it's easy for me to take you over into the etheric world. Because on the other side of this one, hydrogen existence starts one ether. And all the way up to eight. When you get to, in the element sense, what can happen? The element sense is from hydrogen to eight. And eight is? Oxygen. You see that? A gaseous form. So when you come down from eight to one and go up to ether, when you get to eight ether, you make a transformation into ethereum form, another gaseous form, another form of gas. And you'll be able to travel that that ladder, backwards and forwards. And if anything begins to happen to you on the physical plane between eight and one, All you do is drop your vibrational level and transport your essence into the etheric world and wait to see what happens in the physical. If the physical body becomes damaged to the point where you no longer use it, but you have a job to do, you're able to pick anyone from your family who can vibrate on the same same type of blood because the liquid is oxygen water, H2O. Same kind of blood as yours, you could jump into their body to get a certain assignment done, oftentimes relatives will come back to a person in their family who they think are violating the same, and the person is, becomes afraid from seeing this gaseous ether image in their room, and the adrenaline produces a serum that cuts off or builds a gate where this walk-in cannot get into your body. So your grandmother who came back to get a message to someone who needed them comes to your bed, at the head of your bed, but then she turns and leaves. And she just says, I'm well, everything is fine. Because you closed the gate through fear. You all have to learn that monotheism created fear to cut you off from the spiritual world. Their whole philosophy, their whole doctrine of religion is based on stay afraid, fear Allah, fear of the Lord, fear of retribution, fear hell, fear judgment, fear. You notice that? So you don't stay in a celestial state, a bliss state. You stay in a ever regretful state because it's near impossible, as a predominantly physical being, most of the time, not to do disagreeable things. Right. And once you do a disagreeable thing, and, been, and the law is, if you do one sin, you're going to hell. You inherit a new, more dreadful attribute, guilt. And enough guilt will make you say, "What difference does it make? I'm already going to hell. I'm already a bad person. I'm already a disagreeable person. So I might as well not try to make the journey back." And that could not be far from the truth, once you learn not to fear, once you take on the role of God and take on the responsibilities for your body and your soul and your spirit, those three great principles, that's the three great sins. When you conquer them, you conquer it all, and you can make that journey back and forth. That's what OM is about. OM is not, you study books and you may have got bored. So while well, I've been reading home. I don't see where I'm getting any spiritual. Because it's about waiting until the people who join home, because they want to drench a trans- general meditation journey, get fed up and leave. And those people who want to stay will be here, and then we can get down
3: to business. Your follow me? Anything else?
4: If you make the intention in your mind to change positions, you must break your chain of thought. Because you had to think or oh, I'm gonna get up and go sit in a chair. So it means you gotta start all over again. If you try to get up and pick up where you were at, it's impossible because you put a new thought in between. And that was I gotta get up. Oh where's the chair? That's a more That chair's more comfortable. I'll sit over there. Or just sit over there. Let me get my rug, cause my rug is a little sulfur hurt my ankle and then hurt comes in hurt hurt links to a whole bunch of things in the subconscious mind wow, i was hurt before i fell out of the tree. when i was a kid i got hurt my baseball before. Hurt before. i hit somebody chronic are they hurting your <laughs> father and your mind is so powerful it works so fast and it starts to digest that information so quickly that you're off that path you have to start all over again sit down in the middle meditate middle right and then start to contemplate and rebuild it again you
3: know what I'm saying?
4: believe you me it's worth the time and if you're too lazy to give that much that, that extra moment to it then you're really not entitled to the rewards yeah
7: when you use this explaining the traveling from
3: um, the eight octaves back down to the
4: one i remember i used octave because i was using something i was hoping everybody would understand which is the tone to music. Right. Okay. Middle C would be the most destructive.
7: Right. Okay, now when you were explaining that, um do you do what um certain exercises do you suggest to um, get you get you able to
4: vibrate on, we're able to travel from the E octave back down to the one. That's what I'm going to you. We just started now. I've just introduced y'all to this tone of OM. This tone om in the human voice is a replica of the sound of the multiple big bangs that took place. Different explosions in the universe. When they finished exploring, I think in Islam I used to say babies go yeah, yeah. That's why they go yeah, yeah, yeah. They remember that vibration as they were coming into existence and they can hear the universe from the other side and they hear things rubbing to create friction, to create sparks, to create life. So they hear Khev, and that's why they use the word Khev for creation in Hebrew as well as in Arabic which they grab, as usually called the Sumerian doctrine, or khat in Egypt means that dead body, Khev, that dead existing thing waiting for transformation, right? Amun is supposed to teach you this gradual transformation. First, I've got to teach you how to sit down and focus your energies, conquer the the material world and the things that surround you that seem to be so important to you. Yeah, Father, that's one. Or to give you the power to be able to cook it off because you're in a world where there's a million things you have to do, but be able to have a certain tone or note in your mind that when you hear it, be it on, it automatically starts you on that journey. You follow? This is a process of learning, It's not about saying, tell me exactly uh, exactly what I can say so tomorrow I can put it on. If you did make the transition, when you got down to the fourth octave, I mean, when you got down to the fourth note within that octave, all kind of demons that are in your subconscious mind could have been planted in there by the media intentionally, Every monster that you've ever been taught to believe is real and did as a child before the mind of logic and evaluation could grow while you were still in an imagination state. Every little creature you saw and everything you envisioned, you believe it or not, you stored it in your heart as real. And these are the things that you shaped to create your nightmares now that you're a grown man. You just make them a little more sophisticated than they were when you saw them on television. They might have just been a headless... Creature that was chasing around Daffy Duck in a cartoon when you digested, or the headless horseman who scared people with a lantern and no head through Halloween. These things stayed with inside you in your essence. You follow that? And they're dormant waiting to come out. And you can combine them the way you take Mr. Potato's heads and put little pieces together. You can put little pieces of memories of fear and and traumatize yourself, so you just can't go jumping back there. And that happens to many people who join these meditation groups, and they're on a very high spiritual level because their mothers and fathers genetically were high spiritual people, and they get there, and they get possessed. Or they go to a Pentecostal church, and they get possessed. Or they go to a Yoruba meeting, and get possessed. Or to a Santaniya, and they get possessed at a Shango meeting. Or spiritual, Shango ba- spiritual Baptist in the islands. They get possessed the first day. Other people sit there and say, why is not bothering me? I'm not getting the Holy Ghost. How come I'm not forming into my mouth? How come I'm not? You, know, you understand? Those people was able to make that leap because somewhere within their four generations on both sides, which is eight, again, four in the mother and four in the father, somewhere in that period coming over this way, somebody was very spiritual or someone didn't. Someone dove into shango, or someone dove into Yoruba, or someone dove into Wudu, or Bodé. Someone dealt with some of these things in your family, and they have opened a porthole in your genes for inembodied souls to step in. And they haunt you, and they torment you until you learn psychic self-defense, and and how to go back down that channel, or that that semi-vortex, and patch that hole up genetically. So it's something that has to be taught to you gradually. So you, while you're learning to open this channel, you're also learning psychic self-defense so you become a spiritual warrior when you get back there. Because there's beings you will have to fight off this in your mind. And this is why Native Americans often tell people when they're in a sweat lodge, and they're going through these things, they're smoking these uh, peyote, They take them on these journeys and in these journeys they come up against demons and monsters and they'll tell the the chief or maku will tell them this is a demon that's inside you these are illusions you've got to defeat them but when you're standing there you see a mountain lion perched on a mountain getting ready to leap on you and you got to remember that you were taught by your maku or your shaman However, that this is an illusion that you're creating. And, that, and, and it'll get more ferocious as your fear increases. And once you overcome that, then that mountain lion disappears. And then you start a little further down and you come across a tremendous rattlesnake. And you're caught in by this rattlesnake. Because you have seen movies in your lifetime where people were caught and trapped by ladder stakes and you said, what would I do? And the moment you added the I in it, you planted it in your subconscious mind as being a part of your life. What would I do if Godzilla came over the mountain? You've now instilled Godzilla in your mind forever. What would I do if Dracula had me cornered? What would I do if a wolfman would say she me through the woods? And that's why they make these kind of movies. Because they know as God that you're constantly taking that unshaped ashler and bringing it into a shaped ashler, taking an uncut stone, a heap of mud, and constantly cutting bricks to build this strong character. And in that they must inflict or maybe they must implant all of these kind of thoughts that deviate, that take you off the path. They work with us from power. They work with us with lust. They work with us with greed. They inflant all the things in us that interfere with that direct path. You know what I'm saying? So you have to take that journey gradually, step by step, so that you also put on, as the Bible would say, you put on the armor of God. You see, because you're going to fight the dragon. And you become a dragon slayer. But you are the architect. You are the fashioner and the shaper and the former of the dragon. And only you can overcome the dragon when you give back the world of illusion. It's a battle. It. But it can definitely be overcome. Yes, anyone?
7: Well that um, my question was when you referred to um, stepping back from the physical and looking at your body or what's happening is just a play, um, should we step back as far as to look at ourselves from above and see our physical body, or should we like look at it from inside out, like look at the body as far as this is not me, what you say in the mind book, um, these desires are not me, um, and the other things that you said, as far as we um, step back, as far as look at ourselves from above and try and um, like control our bodies like a playmaster. master, or just let it happen?
4: No, you have to take control of it. But saying it is written in a book, so I can introduce the thought. Saying it from the book will not, let it, will not make it happen. It's just, when I say something like, this is what you must do, this is written so that you can get an idea of what you must do. You can't read that and use that as the means for which to accomplish it. You follow know what I'm saying? You then have to learn the path of finding yourself, of turning yourself inside out, of making that inner journey. And, and believe you me, for lack of a better word, you're not that far away spiritually from what you want. Otherwise, you would not have been led to this position. In, uh, you would be sitting here right now aspiring to find out there are people out there that are roaming endlessly in the Las Vegas mind. You're nowhere near where you're trying to come. So some part of your genes, be it family or whatever, is leading you towards this path for a reason. Don't try to solve it all at one time. This is the first time that I'm even talking to people of Amun one-on-one. Most of the time, I'm preaching fire and brimstone about the coming calamities of the world. And I didn't put time aside for the spiritual people because I was busy trying to reap the harvest of the physical people to get them ready. And I finding out so many of them are wasted. They're so caught up in that world, it's a waste of time. It's time to focus on you. That told me, that I said, I said something, that said, the spiritual sons and daughters are gathering. The physical people are gathering here every Saturday night. But if you can gather here on Saturday night and be that spiritual person, you rule. You gather here only on Saturday night but have no concern about the spiritual, you're dead. You know what I'm saying? This is just the first time there's going to be more things happening. More was supposed to happen today with your alignment. Maps are supposed to be set out on the grass in circles of nine. We're supposed to have certain chance so you can learn the chance. You start getting your body ready for that transition, but nature says it's not ready yet, and we're trying to build a spiritual circle, and we have to wait until so it rains. We can't put the match down, have you sitting in water, but we can sit and we can talk and prepare ourselves. There's a journey more than just a little bit you read in the papers, by far. It's about being ready, all right? How many people did fast? That's good enough. You're starting. You
0: see? Yeah. Somebody want to say something? Yeah.
3: Um, is there a reason why at the age of, I say,
4: myself, five, around five, six, I was around <clears throat>
3: adults, and I said to myself, they don't know anything. <laughs>
4: and ever since then, I've been looking for a master. Now I thought I was influenced by, like, you know, I used to be into martial arts, watching body flicks and I would see like these shawling monks and the things they were
0: able to do. Mm-hmm. Or, they they do or they do on television. Right. Or they do television. because you haven't seen none of them do it in reality. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious, because I studied Mars the
4: last many years too. And you, don't, you know, you go all the way over there, you don't never see none of them jump up in trees to 30 feet tall. You only see them in <laughs> Bruce Lee movies. And when I went over there to study, I wanted to see them do the things that I saw you know, catch a bullet in your hands and all that kind of stuff. I was told, that's not real, that's the movie.
0: After I paid the flight over there. (laughs) And so, with me
4: I said, well, wow, you know, why is it that all these people around me don't really seem to know anything? So from that point on, I started on my journey searching for a master. Spiritual master. Huh? Spiritual master.
3: Right. Because you are the master.
4: master for a spiritual master or, or a God, as, as he said. And so, boom, at the age of 19, I stumbled onto you. Um, no one told me, they just went looking. I woke up and it's like, I have to find this individual. And I said to myself, the first person I come to, I want to go to them and ask them, where can I find this one was in the swamp? And I saw a brother and wife. And I said, well, where are you guys based at? And he told me, he goes to And I said, fine, how do I get there? And he told me how, and I went there. And I said, how do I learn? How do I become a part of this? What is this? And they, they, they laughed kind of. They said, don't you know what you're getting? And so I said, well, no, but I know that some, you know, mm-hmm. I'm looking. And so I said, fine. And that's when they gave me my Shahada, and so on and so forth. And then as, you know, I've gone through my life, there are certain things that occur to me that I don't know if it's my mind doing it or what, uh, whether people experience it or not, which is so many times throughout my life I'll see something and I just, I lived it, I ended my life and I got a fresh start and I started from that point on and it keeps happening, it keeps happening as if my whole life ended, I lived and died, and then I started from that point on, and it constantly is going throughout my whole life. I mean, like, once a month, it, it I'll be at a point, point. I say, wow, it's as if I lived that whole life, a whole life, of existence, died, came back, and then I started at that point. Now, you know what, what I hear is, at five years old, you were two years ahead of yourself because at seven years old is when the the greatest part of a child's imagination comes in. The reason why I use imagination is because that's when they start imagining themselves things that they are not or things that they can be or they wish to fly. Don't anybody put a cape on and dive across the room because they're not, they don't know about a school where they can learn to fly a plane yet, but they're fascinated by flying, so the imagination sets in. But that's part of the seven-year cycles that has to do with every human being's zero time reference. Right? Like start at seven and it keeps on multiplying. And one time you did that from nine to nine, and, and at adverse force did it from six to six, but you've fallen back to seven they They've taken away certain of your strands, and you're back to 7, so you move at 7 to 14 to 21, I mean to 18, goes on like that, keeps on going on like that, 21, etc. So now you probably are having a loop, what they call a spiritual loop, is you are something in your younger life to you, and it caused you to speed up in time. It could have been a, an incident in your family, it could have been a tragic death, and I'm not kind of a psychic reading, believe me. It could be any of a number of things that that gave you that jilt. And it pushed you up two years mentally. And as a a five-year-old, you turned around and looked at people, and they didn't have anything to offer. And and that's when you made a a rebirth. And you went up again, 14, another rebirth. And it keeps on going through cycles like that. As you get older and and you're a, a seeker, what happens is these times lock over, and you become fed up. What you're calling starting all over again with life is I'm fed up that this portion of my life is not fulfilling to me. I must find another route. And then that other route takes you to another level. So you keep feeling, I'm being born again. I have a new life. You're not the only one that does that. Many people do that. They get fed up with stages in their life, in their own mind, and they write them off as new zero time references, like start again. You're not really starting again. You're really a combination of all of the thoughts and all of the imagination, all of the feelings that you ever had, but you feel obsolete ones, and therefore you have the ability to erase them out of your subconscious mind. But if needed, you can reflect. You I don't am saying? And that's why you're able to say, well, when I was five years old, I looked around and I saw that the people were not, which meant that you still have stored. If all that? In that hidden cemental part, them stories, those pieces of your life that appeared to shape and form it. You knew at that time you was a seeker, that you was not a person on a spiritual path. You didn't know what spiritual path even meant back then. But you knew you was on a journey somewhere. Most people do. But most people get so we, we get sidetracked by so much of the advertisements, advertisements and the excitement, the bicycle, the you know, the basketball court. We get sidetracked by chasing the girls in the schoolyard until we lose the most important parts of our life. If you study back to your so-for-religious you scholars, they spent from one to thirteen with masters. And then at thirteen was declared a man. And then from 13, by the time they got to 19, they were married and had a family.
0: You
4: follow know what I'm saying? Those are what, that is or that is still with inside you, in your chromosomes. These things that happened in your past are still in your present. You're living in a circle of time. Time is not moving forward or backwards. You're part of it is expanding in and out and passing you like waves going back and forth each time. Like if I put a dot in the center throw a pebble and it starts to go out and this keeps going, keep going, going back like this here. This is what time is. So you have time forces when events can recycle themselves, appear to renew themselves. If all of the waves keep Keeps on crossing. And you can see it on sound waves. It actually happens. It bounces and they come back off and themselves. Well, the human body is vibrating on sound. So we, so we react just like it. And all our thought patterns are sound. They're light. In order for them to become emotions or energy motion, they work that way. You see? So it don't feel like you're a stranger. The strange part is over because you was on your way to find a spiritual master. And it took you down many schools of thought, all which are beneficial to you. Because all that you obtained while you were in martial arts is still beneficial to you if for no other reason you learned to take care of your body. You learned how to exercise and train and discipline your body, which will help you discipline the mind. You know what I'm saying? But those are just leaping thoughts. You know, them cycles, they are, you're, you're, you're still in tune with your real self. Everybody is seeking a spiritual master. And sometimes they don't stay with their spiritual master. They're not strong enough. You know what I'm saying? When they find when the master's not saying what they want, like I said before, when Moshe or Moses met No Chesed, what happened? He, what he told him, you're not really ready for me. Because you, you're looking at me, you think you see, you think you know what you see. How many times I tell you? Seeing is. Seeing is uh, and hearing and reading is believing. You know what I'm saying? That's why I said, He said, and I went to see those shadows. And I said, well, what you saw on television. <laughs> but that was only what they made us see it. And because we saw it on television, we really believed there was men that could jump up on a building up there, flip back in, and then flip back down, you know. We really believed it when we were kids, didn't we? And they can take, you know, steel bars and break them with their hands. We, we didn't really we take into consideration, skin and bone and tissues and what they're composed of, you know. They got their mind on that. They teach if you think your mind on the other side of that brick, you just got to think through the brick. And you can punch the brick and you think all oh, you feel like through the brick, these bones, these bristles, and all this and say, I ain't with you on the brick thing. I'm with you on the exercise and the cottage and all that but I ain't with you when he comes down and punching your hand through his workout. And it won't go through. And then they teach you, but if you really believe in your mind you can break that brick, you'll be able to break that brick. And that's because they have special bricks bait. You watch any martial arts instructor when he's training
7: kids, he touched the wood on the grain. You know you broke wood on the grain. When your little pop has already got the grain going as well, can just about sneeze and break it. <laughs> Let me go get a piece of teeth wood.
0: <laughs>
7: or ebony. I want to see you break
4: some ebony. or some teeth. You don't see that, do you? You can hit a brick at the right spot and break it. Yes. Okay? Here's the last question. Because I know you have to align.
3: All okay. that. Uh, this is a question concerning um. Lesson one that I had some time back and I really want to get a good understanding of it. Um, as I did my first lesson, I noticed I seen a being of uh Al Qadur. Al Qador. Um, and eventually it went to one eye and it went to a question of who am I and what am I. I just didn't understand that as far as the writing it in and returning it, but I and went on, I just really need to the, the overstanding of my first lesson more than my second and third one. All
4: right, in the first lesson where it tells you about how Melchizedek will come and visit you, you follow? Had it not been told to you and you accepted, it, it may not have happened Do you. You follow that? Sometimes to make an event take place, a person especially a graphic person like we are, must be told the event. Um, if If you were not taught about a God, could there be a devil?
0: So the principle of
4: teaching about God graphically creates a necessity for a devil. And in the event that a devil is totally eliminated from the subconscious mind, then there'd be no need to call him God. So you create a scenario that takes a person to another level. And so you say, you know, you are capable of being visited by Melchizedek. You, are, you have that ability once you bring yourself to a certain level. And the deity in you will bring Melchizedek to you. Yes, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, will make that happen. So the first lesson of people who made that kind of contact, those people connected an etheric cord directly to me when they did that. And thus I can get through their etheric cord into their dreams and into their life on various occasions to guide them. Those who blocked it because they didn't believe it possible did not allow me to make that etheric connection to them. Thus, I can't get through each record to make contact with them on a spiritual level. I only meet them on a the physical plane. That first lesson was making a link, a sessula, as the lesson is explained it, a chain link between me and you, and me and the universe to you. I'm the connection to the enag, the nine enags and that connection is through me to you. That's what that first lesson is supposed to do. It's supposed to link us. And sometimes we tell people, if you didn't get that first lesson, don't be so hasty to get more books. Go back and study it until you grasp not so much of what the words are saying, but until you have that vision. I hear you. Is that an actuality? It's an actuality to the person it's happening to, and it will be a dream to a person who's looking on. Because both worlds are real. Right I'll explain that. If you can have a nocturnal emission, which means that while in a dream state, you can actually have a physical reaction, then there's definitely a connection between the physical. physical. You can actually in in the university when students were we pour water in their hand and they pee to the bed. <laughs> Yeah, we did that stuff too. And your body can actually make a link while you're in your dream. A person can step into your dream physically because sometimes when you're laying in your bed and about to wake up, if your brother comes in the room, he becomes a part of your dream and then you wake up. This is not so that only a spiritual being can do it. There's a doorway left open for beings to get into your dreams if you welcome them. And if you don't welcome them, but the hippocampus area of the brain starts to hallucinate and you start bringing things into your brain that you don't want there. And they traumatize you, chase you, and you wake up in a what? A full sweat. How come your sweat glands is activating if you're just, if it's all imagination and no reality? You would be imagining that you're sweating, and wake up, cry. but the fact that in a dream state, as they call it, you are actually having a physical reaction tells you that those two worlds, uh, what do you call it, mesh and become one. You hear me? So it is a reality, and the people that have have me visit them when they need me, and have me visit their relatives when they need guidance, and their mothers in the hospital, and the different things, it is real to me and to them. And those people who sit down before their affirmation, and in their own when they make that spiritual connection, with that letter they send me, and they put their hands in that letter, we connect right up with each other. And I send energy through that, the stuff you're doing to own, through me,
3: through you. That is real.
1: نشهد
0: ان لا اله الا الله
1: وحده لا شريك له الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الوالي الكريم وصلى الله على اني اجمعين والمسيح والمحصي والمجدل لمن مرسلين اما بعد are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no heart? And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of His prophets and His apostles. And on the Messiah, the anointed one and on the masjid to God, and on the Mujahidah, the reform, which was all set from Allah, we send greetings, and we send peace, throughout the boundless universe, to all. Assalamu alaikum, alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.
6: The Man of the Hour, airing seven
1: days a week,
6: at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On G A G Radio.
0: Our Savior has finally arrived
3: with the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth.
8: Tested by questions and answers since the year 1970 the ending of the moon cycle and the coming of the sun cycle. The master teacher has incarnated
2: on earth to save those who are lost. Find your way to the true light, for the time is at hand. We the ether people, the Nubians, must come
8: together. We don't need the fake teachers, the false prophets, the lying preachers the wannabe messiahs and so-called leaders who don't know
2: the way.
1: Where did we come from?
8: How did we get here? And how long
2: must we stay?
5: Who is this evil one that has plagued us for 6,000 years?
8: And when will his time end? Listen to the voice of our Savior as he lifts the spell of the beer. of Elohim
3: in your heart for you are the children of the holy tabernacle the sons of the Elohim
8: find your way to the nearest tabernacle of the most high and sit and listen to the voice of our Savior the Lamb who dwells amongst us
0: before it's too late before it's too late.
6: Before it's
0: too late. Before it's too late. Before it's too late.
4: Before it's too late. it's too late.
2: You are now listening to Rabboni Yeshua Bar El Hadi on Mount Zion.
0: The City of Peace.
6: Okay, because I remember, you know, being in so I'm an old sister, and according to the uh, Book of Revelations and everything that was sent down in that particular book, and when they talk about the 144,000 and everything that was standing on Mount Zion, and then after the year 2000, then what? I mean, what about, what What, what are we going to be doing? What do we have to do? I mean, are uh, we making plans? Is that what you mean about that for us? As far as, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the Amorites
8: and all that, you know, all that stuff, is predicted because nothing, nothing in prediction changes. Yeah. You follow that? Uh-huh. What you're looking at now is Revelation 21.
1: Uh-huh.
8: Revelation 21 ties right in to Malachi 4. You follow what I'm saying? Malachi The 4. book of Malachi chapter 4, about the oh, incoming okay. of the end of the world. Okay. And you look at... The Revelation 21, where they talk about the removal of the sky and the removal of the earth, or they say the heavens and the earth is going to be taken away and a new one is going to come in. That's the same thing that took place in Genesis. The old world, right, before Adam and Eve was removed and a new world came in with the birth of Adam and Eve. And then again it happened in Genesis. When you get down to a Prophet Noah, and they moved everybody off the planet, and they took his seed and re the planet again. Mm-hmm. So there's multiple times where right. the Almighty steps in and says, I'm going to remove all living no. things or, or either all creeping things, and I'm going to bring in new things. Mm-hmm. A re, a, what they call a re or a refilling of the earth.
0: Uh-huh. All
8: right, we're coming back into that cycle right now. Okay. I'm coming back in this cycle because, pay attention, because the moon cycle has gone out and the sun cycle is coming in. The moon cycle is a symbol of the night or the shadow hour and the sun cycle is a is symbol of the day. We moved into the sun cycle because as the galaxy makes a complete circle, it's called an equinox and the planet gets closer and further away from the sun at different times in its motion. During the period of time that the sun and the planet close to each other, those are periods referred to as the solo era, and when it gets farther away from it, you know it makes it yeah but it's an egg like shape okay. right when it gets further away that is the moon cycle that's why moon is synonymous with night and sun is synonymous with day what is happening is every certain amount of thousands of years it happens Right? right we're getting ready to come back into the sun cycle we already started into it a while back when it was the devil referred to as the quaring age in that period of time the sun gets closer to the planet and a very strange thing happens, right? The people who cannot live under the sun only have one alternative. What is it? No, they must go back to the cage. Oh, okay. They can't stay on the surface. Yeah, okay. You follow that? Mm. So what's happening now amongst the so-called Europeans, the reason why they're building underground tunnels across Europe, the reason why they're taking all the stores off the streets and turning them into malls, the reason why they're putting the cinemas or movies, as you call them, inside malls and hospitals and everything, or underground communications, because he's coming into an era time that before in the Holy Quran, as you call it. Uh speak about. A period of time when they went into the caves and they don't even know how long they were in the cage sleeping. Uh-huh. They were sleepers in the caves. Yeah. That means that was the other cycle when the Sun cycle on the other side came in. Then it goes into a moon and then it comes into a Sun again and back to the moon. It's two moon cycles and two Sun cycles. It completes that complete equinox, uh-huh. alright? We're at a period of time now where the sun cycle come in, the ozone layer is moving, there's a greenhouse effect, the planet is warming up and the European people have to get off the surface of the planet.
0: Mm-hmm.
8: They have to go underground and they're trying to build everything, first they tried to go out. They found out that life existed on Mars, but they couldn't exist there because of certain <laughs> ammonia that, that they would make it impossible for them to survive. So now they're back to building underground. They linked up Europe. They had to get a one world system so that all Europeans would be in tune, because those that are not in will die. So all we have to do, and people, when I think about the end of the devil's rule or reign in 6,000 years, all we have to do is wait. You're looking for some phenomena other than what's taking place. In the books of Malachi, they call him the son of justice. They translate it as righteous, but it's a son and they use the word Shemesh. They don't use the word son like been a sun, S-O-N. They use the word S-U-N, and they think about the sun of justice bringing out the fire okay. upon earth, yeah. right? That marks a period of time in the end of the world when the sun itself is going to become the means of justice. Uh-huh. And that justice is a confirmation of a prophecy that was made to us that when the devil comes out to harm us, fire would rain out of heaven upon them. Mm-hmm. And consume them. Uh-huh. Follow that, yeah. and that's happening to them right now. Uh-huh. But we're looking for matches to be struck and flames. That's only one kind of fire. If You remember the hell book that I've written? I said there's a variety of different kind of fires. Is it a, is it a gas fire? Is it a, a carbon fire? Is it, you know, there's different kinds of fires. Uh-huh. The sun in itself, Ra, is a form of fire. Uh-huh. You follow that? They call it Amon Ra because Amun means trusted. Your father, Amen Ra, is trusted and, and makes mention in the book of Revelations in the third chapter in the fourteenth verse about El Amon, mm-hmm. the trusted or faithful in the true. So when I say faithful, I mean that I've made a promise with you and you are faithful to that promise. Uh-huh. You follow that? Yeah. So Amen Ra has to hold faithful to his promise to us
0: uh-huh.
8: as people of the sun. Okay. When I say Amen Ra, people think. Right back to idol worship in Egypt, right? And I'm talking about Ra means to see. And it's the same thing, like I explained many times, that Hagar used when she went in the wilderness. She said El Roy, which was enough but saying, I'm El Ra. She didn't say Amon because Amon was a certain people that she didn't belong to. It's another story. All right, so the promise is being fulfilled for us. That the time for the devil is ending. Mm-hmm. The fire is pouring down out of the sky.
0: Uh-huh.
8: It's, happening now. it's happening to them right now. Yeah. It's giving them skin cancer.
0: Uh-huh.
8: Each year they're told you can't go to the beaches. They love beaches. Beaches are a symbol of nudity to them. Mm-hmm. And the word nude is short for Nod, the land of Nod. Okay. In Hebrew we don't say Nod, we say nude. Now they're pushing for nudity beaches, and it's amazing because they're pushing for nudity beaches, but they can't go to the beach. So they must be pushing for nudity beaches for you and I, because it's saying, oh children of Adam, don't let the devil seduce you and take off your clothes. So he can't be making nudity beaches for Europeans, because they can't go to the beach no more. They're telling them, stay off the beaches. Where they're not getting burnt, they're poisoned in the water. There's fires all across the country, floods all across the country. All this is done by the Illuminati. They're trying to destroy the surface of the planet, so that we will have to go underground with them. Do you understand that? They're at a point now where we don't they... don't have to go. I mean, we're not going to go. It depends. It depends on if, <laughs> well, you, it depends on if you're prepared or not. Okay. You've got to be prepared, because regardless of how close the sun becomes to the planet Earth, it will not have any effect on us. I mean, but do we have to prepare ourselves just as in- individuals? No, we have to prepare in- ourselves in- as a, body. As a that body. body. That is our problem. We keep on breaking up into individuals uh-huh. and divided. We have no power. We're the only people that's disunited amongst ourselves. Yeah. We get broken down, all the way down into Jehovah's Witnesses and 7th day Adventists and Sunni Muslims and Han We're broken up into all kinds of little stupid splinter groups. There's Egyptologists over here, Dr. Ben is on this side and Clark is on this side and. And Suraj Wahaj is over here, and Muhammad Alamin is in Ireland, and Farrakhan is over here, and Wordy is over here, and that's just in the Islamic world. Then when you get into the Hebrew world, you got Ben Amin Carter, Yahweh Ben Yahweh over here, Rabbi Jeremiah over here, Rabbi Matthews over here. And that's in the black so-called Jewish section. And then when you get into Christianity, you got Seventh Day Adventists, Pentecostals, Presbyterians, Protestants, Baptists, Lutherans, Catholics, and all of this has been set up to divide us in mind. Because the power of us coming together mentally can affect the world. The whole thing is to keep us divided in mind, right? Because of this day and time. The devil's time is at its expiration date. Mm
0: -hmm.
8: It's fulfilling his prophecy. It's 6,000 years It's coming to an end. Now, what he has to do is get off of the surface of the planet. If you would just be patient, he'll have to leave. He can't reverse the greenhouse effect. He cannot push the sun away. He cannot reverse the destruction of the ozone layer. He can't stop that. It's not bothering you. He's convincing you that it's bothering you. (laughs) He's trying to tell you, you better not go to the beach, because if you go to the beach, you're going to catch skin cancer. Mm
0: -hmm.
8: What's wrong with you? You was born on the beach. (laughs) What do you think Ethiopia is? What do you Uh think Sudan is? 130, 110, 115 degrees all year round. You follow that? So we are waiting. I am waiting for the sun. I raise my hands to Amon ra and say, come closer to Earth. Because the closer he gets, the faster he gets, the quicker they have to go underground. And what they're trying to do now is they're trying to destroy the surface of the planet. So they're poisoning the water so we have no fish. I'm you. They're burning all the forests so all the livestock is gone. They've corrupted all the farmland and then they are destroying all the countries that oppose them where we might take refuge. You follow that? All the Middle East is being wiped out. All of Sudan, Ethiopia, Somalia, don't fall for that Somali lift. That Somali lift was a result of the fact that they looked on television and saw them camps in Russia and they saw them Amorites starving over there, so they had to get food over there. And One day it took them to close all them camps in Russia and bring food and because the public eye was on it, they sent a couple of bags of being the Ethiopia sort of looked like a balance for the, for the UN. Now, they're not least concerned. Part of the plot is to destroy all of what's called Africa. Either by AIDS, famine, you follow diseases, they're going to wipe it out. Because they have to go, like the Qur'an sort, back in the cage. You all that? They have no choice. They build these high-rises and these condominiums all of the so-called Europeans who live on the southern part of this country are now moving north so
6: they're going to eventually leave out of South Africa
8: they have to they have to leave out of South Africa but it's going to be in such a bad state there's nothing we can do with it anyway they gave the land to these Amorites Mm
0: -hmm.
8: they didn't have to they could have taken and they didn't have to leave Nelson Mandela in jail for 26 years so they wanted him in there until they lobotomized him and used him as a tool But let me get back to where we at. People ask me all the time about South Africa. I'm not in South Africa.
6: We're right right here,
8: and we got problems. We better get straight. We better start worrying about what's happening with us here. We're running out of time, and they're making more demands. The reason why you see them trying to renovate your neighborhoods and buy up your neighborhoods is because they have to get out of the South. You understand that? They got to leave Georgia. They got to leave Florida. They got to leave South Carolina, and they don't have to live from a upper part of North Carolina up where the weather is controllable until they can go underground. So now you drive all up in these mountains and all you see is Florida plates and all old, old Jews walking around up here because they're trying to find places up here, up in Canada. That's their refuge. So as many times they try to put a community in Canada, they couldn't get it established. We have a problem with Syracuse, Buffalo, all up there. And it dawned on me because we have to get out of here and go south. Why do we have to go south? And why do we have to go to an area south where it's open and not mountainous? Because that's where he can't come. He cannot chase you where he cannot go. You follow that? So as long as we're up in a mountain area, he can come up here. But when we get down in an area where it's flat and open plains and the temperatures range in the hundreds, we don't have to worry about him coming down there because as the sun gets closer, he will not be able to survive. It would be suicide for him to pursue us in an environment where nature is fighting against him. You understand what I'm trying to say? This is a day and time we are now for the people to say, why are we leaving Mount Zion and going south? Mm-hmm. Because we're passing him on the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. And him. let the fools come this way <laughs> and we'll go that way where he can't come.
0: <laughs>
8: but we're going to have to learn how to survive down there. Yeah. Because you forgot how to be sun people. And that's one of the main reasons why I said stop the perms and the jerry curls and all that crap because you can't afford it and you won't have access to it. Just uh-huh. I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I, and I didn't say go back to Afro, because Afro described one hairstyle, <laughs> one hairstyle. I, I heard somebody say just yesterday, if they were to bring that hairstyle up to today, instead of us being called Afro-Americans, we would have to be called Jerry Curl-Americans, or Extension-Americans, or, or, per, or Perm-Americans, because Afro is just a hairstyle, and the word Afro don't apply to us, we are not Africans. And I say that to say, nobody is African. There is no such thing as an African. The word African means to divide us up into pieces. We are Ethiopians, we are Egyptians, we are Kushites, Hamites, Shemites. We are not Africans. you follow that? We have broken up into families, we became known as Ashante, we became known as dingins we became, We got set up with Ebo. we became many different names. But when you get past all those tribal names and get down to it, we are Shemites and not Semites. They could be Semites. They could be Semites. We're Shemites. You follow? So we have to prepare ourselves for this hour of time. And the sun is on our side. Nature is on the side. But he is destroying the planet intentionally with all kind of Earthquakes and right now if you look on the news, there's fires in Florida, there's fires in California, there's fire... He's burning up all the forests. When you burn the forests, you're chasing the animals. If he's burning the forests down there, which direction is he chasing the animals? If he's poisoning all the waters on the sea coast of Florida, where is he chasing all the fish? Now why would he chase the fish and the animals up here? Huh? Because he's going to be living up here. <laughs> so the best way for me to chase you is to light a fire. A lot of fire on this side, I can guarantee that whatever's on that side is going to run in that direction. So if you monitor them fires, them fires start off the coast of Florida and they're moving all up. Now they're talking about South Carolina, all on the coast of South Carolina, and they can't get inland. So what you do is go inland, stay off the coast. You follow that? And all the animals will run inland and north. And there you'll set up your colonies for survival. You follow that? Will um uh plant and food and stuff like that? Or star. <laughs> One or the other, there won't be no AMP. and <laughs> <laughs> won't be no AMP, no. right, mate. That's why
0: I'm
6: moving. My name is Tahira, and it's for them, the red fluid, what
8: that name? Tahira? Not like that. You know, that the word akhad, right? Akhad and akhadah is the same as ahad. Right and Taheed but see Taheed is a created word. We want to say it's a created word is because it's used in Islam and Islam claims to come out of the Quran Correct that when Muhammad received the Quran That's when they formulated the system of Islamic teaching and they corrected this divine language in which their scripture was sent down. You follow me? However, the name Taheed is nowhere in the Quran which meant that after the Qur'an was completed, then men looked in the Qur'an when it was setting up grammars and stuff and created words from words. Mm -hmm. So in Arabic language, yeah, Tawhid is a word, but it's not a Qur'anic word. It's a word that they've made from the word wahid. You follow? Yeah. I would like to ask a question. Um, The importance
0: of coming into the tabernacle, um, those that come in we were rejected, because I I don't, i don't, I'm not speaking about
8: it. What to those I can't speak for those people, because that's the day and time we're in. We're in a strange day and time, and that is that we have evoluted ourselves from pure mental, right? We had a perfect ether and a muscle. We have, we have evoluted into some new being. And I don't mean new being. I mean some new kind of being mm-hmm. that's not in tune with the original self you know, we're radical, we're unpredictable, we think a lot like the enemy. Yeah. We're self destructive, we're uncooperative, and up in the most, we're disagreeable. So we have subject ourselves to a lot of stuff that has changed us. So it's hard to look in the eyes of a Nubian person and know what you're looking at now. You follow?
1: Um yeah, Shalom. shalom. I'm a
2: part of the Christi-Coptic Hebrews, and we wrote you several letters, and we, had, we didn't hear any response, so we read in your bulletin which you did write, and we'd like to know, well, why didn't we hear any
8: response to you first? So many people are trying to match what I'm teaching, not necessarily you, and oftentimes, they really would like to know what they're talking about, but they don't. You know, they say, I'm fluent, and I'm hot. And they make a statement like, Hala philosophy" means this. And I look and say, that's not what it means in Amharic. It might mean something in modern translation, that easy we're in to Ethiopia today, but that's not what it means in ancient Giza. Or they'll say in the scripture, this person is this, and that's not who that person is. They're reading English translations or Amharic translations from English. So understand, the devil has ran way up ahead of y'all in, in the early 19th century, the 1910, 11, and 12, and started translating all the scriptures into French out of a, a land in French called Bukhara and then translated from that into Arabic. So the Arabic Bibles you got are originally translated from French, not from the original. The Amharic Bibles you're getting are not from, and Halas Alassian, people like himself were sellouts to Ethiopia. They were not for Ethiopia, he was a sellout. He was a Christian, a Coptic Christian. You cannot be a Christian and be of the pure seed of the house of Judah. You can only be of the pure seed of the house of Judah. And you can read it if you read the book of the prophet, who they, they call them a prophet, they call it, say Nubia in Hebrew, and it means a prophesier as opposed to a prophet, which is a prophet, and it's called Melachi, Melachi means in Hebrew, my angel, they say messenger, so they don't want to translate that. If you read that, you'll see how they address false kohan, they call them false priests, people who are perverting the law, who don't keep the sacrifices, and don't know how to do this, and don't know how to do that. It's only four chapters, but it's the last of the twelve, they have, they, they have the twelve of the twenty-one. In the, in the Tanakh. 12 to 21 was supposed to be the 12 minor prophets. And the 12 minor prophets, they are there to explain to us where errors went wrong. And the last one, the most powerful, is Melech, And he predicts all the future events. Certain people would love for, uh, let's say, Elijah Muhammad to be Elijah. Other people would love for Haleth Salasi to be the lion of Judah. That just wasn't it. They never did anything that rendered them it. Their congregations are desperate for a person to hug, so they create an aura around a person that I met Hala Selassie personally, right? He, he doesn't see, he never saw himself as Jesus. Now, of course, we could say after that, well, of course, Jesus would say he's not Jesus. Then if we say, you know, I say to you, are you Jesus? You say, no. I say, okay, only Jesus would say he's not Jesus. Then I say, well, okay, then, then I am Jesus. Then you say, I told you he's Jesus. Hala Selassie never subscribed was educated in France, he was not a direct descendant of Solomon, and if he was a direct descendant of Solomon, which I point out in our bulletin, it's still not good enough for us, because they, his father and him both married Hittite women. They married the cursed seed of the canon, of which Abraham, who was our father, and the shield falls under Abraham, not David. That's another thing i read. They mention the shield of David. Morgan Dawid is not Morgan Abraham. If you look in the 15th chapter, in the first verse, Barashitz, when they refer to as Genesis the shield is Abraham's shield that is the star we wear the shield of it's called Morgan Abraham and he said the Lord said I am your shield Abraham they're following a different star Interlock star which is a symbol of Satan it has nothing to do with the star that were founded. So what it is, is I addressed it like I read the pamphlets, I looked at them, I saw pictures from our books in it, I saw information, what was wrong on Hala Selassie. so I said, I'm writing a book about Hala Selassie anyway. Not so much about Hala Selassie as the character, but as one of the characters in our Ethiopian life, because we are the original Ethiopian people. Sudanese so are Ethiopians, whether they want to accept it or not, and Ethiopians are Kushites, and Kushites all come under Ham and Shem, right, which are the sons of Nah. So what I did is I addressed it subtly instead of opening it like I usually do. What I usually do when someone writes me and says, you're wrong, you think you know what you're talking about. Then I usually go, so you want to play games? And I write a whole book about them. <laughs> That's my way of saying, don't play with me. I'm not the same thing you are. I'm not some person who just pops up with a little information, you know, and is trying to get a congregation. I'm, I say that to the five percenters. I say that to Farrakhan. I say that to the Sunni Muslims. This is a different level of information that we're coming from. And so what happened is I addressed it subtly, the same way I did when the Sunnis first wrote about me. I put out a couple of little Leap. leaflets and then I said, you understand what I can do And I said it And then they came back with a cult book and I said, okay, so you want to, I don't want to fight because this, this is going to be Kushite on Kushite, but being you want to play, let's dance. And, you know what I'm saying? But the time I wasted, you know, researching the Quran and showing them the errors, I could have spent, raised in the nation. And then I got sidetracked because I was on a Jesus Christ mission at the time, writing a series of books about how, who is Jesus' father. And I was, you know, trying to get that spell of the ghost, the gospel, the ghost spell out of our heads. And I got sidetracked by my own people. And I got there. when I got there, I met the five percenters. And then I got sidetracked by the five percenters. And I'm like, back on Main Street, and I said, is this another? And I got to have to stand here and badge them all my own people, so I just passed it, let me just write about it, right? And left it on. I have a whole book on Ethiopia and the history of the line of descendancy of Judah, where they went, who they are, documented facts, not hypotheticals. Shua was a land. He was not from Shua. He migrated to Shua. He was raised in a Gora, another whole province in Ethiopia. Moved there and the land was established by a descendant and it wasn't Menelech. It's a whole big thing that they play games with people. When he went to Jamaica, for instance, he didn't even, he didn't respect the Rastafarians. He was very disrespectful. Otherwise, he did not acknowledge their presence at all. He visited the temple because he was forced to but he didn't respect them. In Ethiopia, he was overthrowing the country. He brought Christianity into Ethiopia. The man who ruled Ethiopia before him was a Muslim, but he was not a Muslim. So they say Muslim and they try to make it sound like he was an Arab Muslim. He was not. He was a Sudanese Muslim who believed in the Torah and lived like we do as Islamic Hebrews. But they eliminated him to put Hala Selassie in so that they could bring Christianity in. And I'll tell you why. Because they're trying to find the Ark of the Covenant. This is what they want to get their hands on. They've made a movie about it, Raiders of the Lost Ark, because they know the power of the cherubim that El Eloh Yahuwah channels. He controls both Elohims, the Elohims that are good and the Elohims that are bad, which they don't say good and bad in Hebrew. We use the word talk and rot, which is agreeable and disagreeable. Those disagreeable and agreeable Elohim. And the disagreeable ones are the ones that have the wings symbolic, right? They protect the Ark of the Covenant that we as Ben-Israel. When he say Ben-Israel, you're including Ishmaelites. Ishmaelites, Muslims may think they're another religion, but they're nothing but a 5% branch off from Israel. We are Ishmaelites. We are Midianites. We are just we are Jacob's sons. But Esau is also a sort of Edomite us. So but they laid their mountains to waste, because they maliciously went out and married Hittites. Maliciously, Yitzhaw or Esau went out to marry Hittite women to get even, because he lost the blessing. There's no such word as birthright in the Torah. It's not in there. The word is blessing, the word is Buroka, and it means the blessing. And that blessing was money. This is what the problem was. It wasn't about nothing spiritual. It was about money. And when Jacob got the money, Yitzhak was mad and went back to his father and said, "Could you give me a little money?" <laughs> that's the Hebrew understanding from Aramaic. But in the Christian Bible, you're going to get lost because they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, so that's,
3: that's why we came here. Yeah, we came here so I want to get together with you and put out some stuff to a lot of our experience because I I've been with the adoption anxiety. So it wasn't a
8: matter of we're trying to fight off a doctor. Trying to work together. But trying to hook up because some um, of the same
1: things you're talking about now, about Ethiopia, about the sun, and, and even etymology. The nine Ether. Yeah, Nine Ether, number nine also. We've been saying for a long time. The Wapu. You know about the
8: Wapo and all those?
1: Yeah, yeah. Those are the ancient I just, scientists. I showed a tape about the um, Beni uh, um, Elohim. You are, you are Elohim. Believe it.
8: And the Elohim that sits here are both good and bad, or simply agreeable and well, that's us, you know what I'm saying, and he is L. El, El <laughs> is the Elohim, is the plural of it, you see that El, Elohim you are, that's why Yeshua said is it not written in your law I, he was sent, but notice he said is it not written in your law, because he was taking them back to Tiffany. the Tiffany is called, what you refer to as the Psalms, the song. And what they would do, let me just want to finish, they would sing a song. The whole congregation would sing. And this will also address this young lady's question. They would sing the song of praise, and at the end of the song, they would say, Salat. <laughs> well, that's true, but they'd say Salat. Salat in Hebrew, is said, Salih. Sali. Sad, <laughs> lamb, lemmeth, and hay. That's the Salih you see. That's like in Muslim saying, coming to Salat. Salat, Saad, lamb, alif, tamah, buta. In Hebrew is Saad. <laughs> you follow that? Lemon and hay. You ever notice that at the end of certain prayer, it says sod, which meant now it's time to get up to pray. And when they got up and prayed, they raised their hand towards the sky. You can see this amongst the Falashians today, in Harashia. Raise your hands toward the sky, like you'll find on the walls in Mitzrayim, in Egypt. We raised our hands, what we did in ancient Egypt and what we did in Ethiopia, and what we did in Sudan was the same. We didn't start looking down at fire until we got infiltrated by pale Arabs, And they taught us to stop looking towards rock and start looking down at the ground. Everything, listen to this, everything that you know of that is healthy grows this way, grows towards the sun, not this way. You understand what I'm saying? So this was a major, a major plot to remove one spell, Christianity, and reinstill another spell, Islamic. And it wasn't the real Muslim teachers, because the real Muslim teachers, they held their hands up. Somewhere along the line, people got in and they institutionalized Salat. And I said, let's go back to the Qur'an for what it's worth, El's Qur'an, and look and see in it what he says. And eliminate all the things that we're doing that he does not say, and when you do that, you eliminate looking down, because it's not in there.
0: There's
8: no place in the Quran where it says, put your hands on your heart and put your face down. My descendants did it, and they passed it on to me, and in your birth, it was passed on to you. You follow that? So that was step one, right? Now we're moving on further to no longer worshiping, but becoming that which was worshiped, I put it clearer. And I'm not saying, L don't fool yourself unless you can create a net. Alright, if, <laughs> if you get to that level, I'm just saying, but we have to become who we really are. And that makes us responsible for the universe, because that's what we were created to be. Here, take us. Do you hear me? And somewhere along the line, something got removed from us. It got removed in Genesis. If you look at the fourth chapter and the 26th verse, you'll see where it says, and the Almighty gave Adam and Eve, another son to replace the other one, like and in the image and after the likeness of Adam. This son, Seth, was not in the image and after the likeness of Elohim, the angelic beings responsible for the replenishing on earth. Read it again. It says, in the image and after the likeness of Adam. What state was Adam in, in the fourth chapter, which is after the third chapter? Was he in a positive state or had he
3: sinned? You see
8: that? So, Seth C, meaning most of you, right, were descendants from, like Adam, who had sinned. Now, I talk simple, plain, common sense. When you take a little baby, okay, whether it's black, white, or purple, do you have to teach that baby evil, or do they naturally take from other kids? Are they naturally possessive? Father, do you realize that when your baby is hugging you and mooring on your hand, and you're fascinated, that what the baby's really trying to do is eat you? <laughs> do you know that? You think that when your baby's mooring on your hand, that's cute. Your baby is really trying to eat you. It doesn't know that you're not food. A baby will reject you, and you can say here's a cookie, and the baby will come. That's a certain part of our nature. That same nature that got took us to the tree. Adam's seed was not good. How's seed was good. You follow know that? I mean? Adam's name, originally Adam's name. Not Adam. Adam's name. Because it said, and call their name Adama. The word Adama means of the dust of the ground. But in that same Torah, they give you the name of Adam and Eve when they say male and female created he them and called their names Adam. Now what is the name then? When they use the word male, the same thing happens in El's Quran. They say, Zekar wa We created you male and female. Zakar wa Antar. However, the word Zakar, Zekara, has nothing to do with being a male or female or gender. It has to do with the word to remember, zikr. You follow that? In the Torah. It says, male and female created he, them, and called their names, Adam. Zakar wa Nakibu was their names. When you trace the Nakibu back to ancient Aramaic, it means leadership and out front in power. And Nakibu was the female, not the male. Then Zakar was Adam's name. Adam doesn't mean that's his name. Adam means of the ground, a earth being, as opposed to a Elohim being. There was Elohim of heaven and Elohim's on earth, physical ones and spiritual ones. If you want to see it again in the Book of Malachi, right in the fourth chapter of it, they call them the Almighty God, all they say Godly. And if you trip back to your Aramaic, you'll see they have in there. Elohim al-Basharah, right? Elohim in the flesh. Now, so you have Adam seed, who's an Elohim, and you have Naqibu, who you call Hawa, and the reason why they call her Hawa or Haya, because it meant wind. You follow that? It meant the breath, the Nakas, that's breathed into a person. And the reason why they say that woman comes out of man, is because man decides the gender of the child. Whether it's an X, Y chromosome, not that somebody snaps nobody's rib, rip their chest open, that's not what's in there. <laughs> You're talking about a re of the world, not a creation of the world. Adam and Eve were not the first people on the planet for us. You understand that? I'll give you some simple reasons why. One is, we, we use a basic biblical concept we have Cain, Abel, Adam, and Eve. Is that the basic Christian concept? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many people was that? Four. Four people. Cain kills Abel. He eliminates one of the people. How many people are left? Three. Who are these people? Adam, Eve, right? Adam, Eve, and Cain. Three people. Right? Now, when... The Almighty addresses Cain concerning the killing of his brother. Cain cries that his penalty is greater than he could bear, right? And then he said he put a mark on him, right? A birth mark. Exactly what it is. A birthmark on him. That what? What was what was Cain afraid of? Tell me.
0: Anybody what? Cain was afraid
8: that if anybody finding him will kill him. Could you tell me who was going to find him if there's only three people on the planet? (laughs) Who was he afraid of if there was nobody else on the planet but him, his mother and father? It wasn't his father he was worried about. It wasn't his mother he was worried about. There must have been other people on the planet that he was worried about that would kill him. And when he left that land and went into the land of Nod, Nod, he encountered other people. It was already there in the Philians. Then again they say... The man should leave his mother and his father and cling unto his wife, and they should become one flesh. Correct? If these are the first people on the planet, who was that law for before it was said to them? It didn't say you are to leave your mother and father. It said a man is if the law was already set. A man is to leave his mother and leave his father and cling unto his wife, and they are to become one flesh. If that law was set, who was it set for if there was nobody there? And nobody else got married. You follow? And why is the word refill or replenish? Because in Hebrew or Aramaic, the word is "barah." They don't use the word halakha. Yes, there is a Hebrew word halakha, meaning creation, and it talks about the original creation that took place billions of years ago. But Adam and Eve 49,000 years ago, was a recreation of Barra. And look it up in Hebrew. You see right there, Barra. And that means to remake, to remodel, or to rebuild, not to create.
2: We will continue following this brief intermission. Have you ever wondered why so many Nubians or black people seem to aid the devil in destroying us? Have you ever wondered why they sell the drugs and they pull the chickens? And the black cop may beat you worse than a white cop. And the black leader maid will chase you down while the white leader maid may let you go. Or the minister would lie and say anything. Have you ever wondered why this is so easy to them? then you must read a book called Are There Black Devils? For in the midst of us, living with us, marrying us, teaching us, preaching to us, are black devils who were here before the creation, the gravitation of the pale devil. Read the book Are There Black Devils? A must for anyone who wants to know the truth. If available at your nearest tent of Abraham, to order, write to The Tent of Abraham. Post Office Box 50547, Atlanta, Georgia 30302. This was a sacred plate that can be found in the books of Exodus Read about the breastplate in Revelation chapter 21 verses 18-20 Read where the priest wore the breastplate This is not merely a piece of jewelry or an ornament This is a sacred relic Read in Exodus chapter 28 verse 15 For you are the original priest of the ancient house of Israel. Wear your breastplate. It's a talisman against evil. In 14 karat gold, for male, $475, female, $275. To order, write to the Tenth of Abraham, Post Office Box, 50547, Atlanta, Georgia,
0: 30302.
2: now we will continue with Rabboni Yeshua Bar al Habi on Mount Zion.
8: And what was taking place then? The planet had got so corrupted amongst the Elohims, and when you look up Elohim or heavenly hosts, you see that they say heavenly hosts for Elohim for angelic beings. You follow that? So if the Elohim were beings who came to this planet from somewhere else, I'm saying somewhere else so I don't get distracted by UFO conversation, right? Came to this planet from somewhere else, and they lived on this planet. They called them giants. It's it's right in the Bible. Giants were in the earth in those days, right? And Adam and Eve encountered living and dealing with these beings. These people must have had laws. Adam or Eve, one of them had to be living by those laws to know the laws. Who was he talking to? Adam or Eve? When he spoke about that. A man, the law is that a man should talking to Adam. You'd like to believe that Adam was a good person. Adam was seven feet because he was an Nephilean and an Akai. His family had mixed in. They were part of the people called Path. Path are the original people of the planetary pygmies. Two people existed at the time that you identified. One lived over near the two rivers called Nile, or Nil, and others lived over near the two rivers called Tigris and Euphrates. you understand? And both of these rivers were fed from the Mediterranean. The only difference is when you look at the map today, you have a problem. You're trying to figure out how the water ran down the Nile this way and up the Euphrates this way. Correct? It ran through Greece and down, through Babylon. How? Because it was before the planet was tilted off its axis. Mm See, your planet has now been tilted on a 23 degree axis. So where Tigris would have been here, and then now it would have ran there, down above, beneath the Mediterranean. Now it's sitting like this, so it looks like it's impossible. So when you go to a map, you can't see those four rivers that's flowing down and you get confused. But if you go back to before the planet got shifted off its axis, you'll see how the... You follow? So this part is on the eastern end of the garden, obviously. And where would that be at? That's in the Persian Gulf. That's in an area called Or, which means flames in Aramaic, or Hebrew. Or means flames. The city of Nod was in the midst of the flames. And what is flames called? What do you know Flames as? As hell. You understand? Flames is hell. And there is where the giants, the wicked beings live. And it said in, when you get to Battleship in the 6th chapter, that the sons of God, the first one, those are not positive Elohim, those are negative Elohim, disagreeable. They took the daughters of men. You see the difference? The second time it says they went in unto But the first time it says they took, that means they left the Euphrates area and went over into Egypt where we lived at, the Pygmies, you follow that? We didn't stand over four feet at the time. And the giants who came down stood over seven feet. The normal height of a man, whether you like it or not, is five foot six inches. I'm not five foot six, so that's, don't think I'm saying it because it's me. It's a perfect balance between the Elohim on that side and the Elohim on that side because we created him in our image. And if there's seven feet and they're four feet, the middle image would be five, six. (laughs) You follow? So now these wicked beings left their land and went over into Egypt called Mithraim, today called Gen, back then, garden, and took women from all that they chose. You follow that? And that family that they chose that ended up on their side is where Adam, who was a descendant from the original people, that's why when you see the picture of Adam, he has wavy hair. He doesn't have nine Esau. He has eight easter. There's nine, eight, seven, and six easter in our hair. Another question that comes up. How did people or Eve become light-skinned? Yeah, yeah. That's because you want to convince yourself because you're dark-skinned that the first people were dark-skinned. Very convenient. But genetically, that's just not true. Because two dark-skinned people can give birth to a brown-skinned person it will stay within a certain color range from Latino all the way down. When you get to the point where the skin is ghost-like, it's non-Ether, it's ghost-like, it's transparent, then you have bred out of the Ethiopian people, the nine ether Adam's family were Pathites, that's the same path we read about in ancient Egypt, right, who influenced Amun-Ra, Mixed in was kidnapped, taken over there to live in that land. Thus, Abraham's family is born out of all Chaldea, not being born in Ethiopia where they belonged. And Adam himself was a mixture. He was a giant. He was seven feet tall to the original pastites of ancient Egypt. You understand? So he was influenced by good or bad, or what should we say, agreeable or he was influenced by a disagreeable people. Did did Naha. Nekhaz is a taller word for the whisperer. There's no word serpent in there. It's nekhaz. One of his names is Thabon. That's one of his ancient names. It means a snake. His real name is Samuel. Samuel that was his name. But who did he go to? Huh? He went to Eve. He did not go to Adam. Why didn't the devil go to Adam?
0: Oh, he's already there. <laughs>
8: He knew Adam. He knew Adam. What? <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't it have been that he should have went to Adam and let Adam influence Eve as opposed to going to Eve and letting Eve know, Because Eve was of the original Cathites of ancient Ethiopia and was good. Adam's family had been living over at the Euphrates and had become influenced by evil. So the whole purpose of the breeding, or as the honorable Elijah Muhammad spoke about the graftation and the black and the brown sea, which is Howard Adam, <laughs> was to breed the evil out of us and make us back into the image of the Elohim, so you'd have contact like you used to, directly with the universe. Through the dog star.
0: You heard the dog star
8: before? What is it called? Osiris. What is it called in Mithraim? Anubis. Uh, the jackal, the dog. Oh, the man. God of death. The God of life. That's our representation of black jackal to them. To the worship Amorite, when well, he's worshiping God, and God, like I said before many times, in dyslexia, dyslexia. Right, oh,
0: oh,
8: his dog, <laughs> he's talking about the God Anubis of ancient Egypt, which represented us. You understand? No. Not the jackal of the cave that he encountered when he had to go into the cave when the last sun cycle came through and the moon cycle went out. He was asking, why did Cannon go up into the cave? Because the sun cycle came in and the people of Nuwafu, the sun people come to power. And the night people, and let me give you some names for it. Dracula. <laughs> When you look in the New Testament, as it's called, in their Greek translations, the word for serpent is drag, with a K, eon. Drak, eon. And they say Dracula. The name Dracula is from a German origin, and it's drak, eon. <laughs> Dracula is a symbol of a being that cannot stay under the sun.
0: He roams
8: by night and he needs fresh blood because he is a hemophiliac. A hemophiliac is a being that lacks hemoglobin in the blood and does not have the power to produce clotting factors. You with me? (laughs) Dracula wears a long black cloak, (laughs) symbol of the night. (laughs) Dracula has to go into a sarcophagus, or a sepulcher or a coffin in modern day. In ancient times there were no coffins. People were put inside caves. And he has to have the natural soil under it. Mm -hmm. You follow that? Mm they build underground tunnels in Europe. Yeah. Does anybody know about all the underground tunnels that's being built in Europe? Dracula is aware that the sun cycle is coming in, so evening and morning is passing for a seventh day. Meaning, we had the 6,000 years. <laughs> and let's read it the way you see it. We had a 6,000 year period, correct? Now, after 6,000 comes in, So if his time is up in the year 2000, which is the year 6000 from Canon, that ends another day, and how does the scripture usually say? Evening and morning was the... Now let's go into the seventh day, because everybody desisted on the last seventh day, (coughs) and they called it Shabbat. Right? Now, we're coming into the seventh day, a new horizon. The sun is getting closer to the planet. Dracula has to get back in his coffin, <laughs> or the sun will burn him up. It's just called, a modern day, skin cancer. Wow.
0: <laughs>
8: Nubian people, stop wrestling with the devil. You already have the blessing. All you have to do is wait. All you have to do is be a suburb. <laughs>
3: Patience! <laughs> Doc, with all
2: the things happening today, why is it that Nubians aren't responding
6: and not realizing that the end of the world is near?
5: With all the that's coming out and all the different things that you're doing little by little, you know, you're having an effect on the people in a big way. And, and, and you're just ready for it. Unfortunately, a lot of new are not into computers like we are, and um, they don't even know about the Hellbox. They don't even know, they don't know about the a right? of right? you don't know about the Hellbox comet yet. That's why I got, what I did is I got a copy of the tape, so they can hear the Amorites tell them about a craft like, like, like entity that has, seems like it's alive, yet not alive, that's four times the size of Earth that they just discovered, and NASA is confirming that it's there next to a meteorite that came into this few years ago called Heber. And I on the tape and they're Heber, And they're actually talking about this this new craft thing and they tell you it's coming towards earth and it's intelligently controlled and it's coming to get a group of people. And they say on the tape that these group of people that they're coming to get are people that are involved in, in an advanced studies. And 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 no, they literally say on the tape. They they're out to teach people. Is there anybody hearing it yet? Oh, Y'all like, picked it up, right? Dropping the car on the way back home. <laughs> and listen to it. And the end of it, God says, uh, in the beginning of it, in fact, He says, um, uh, I'd like to thank um, Dr. So something Malachi. That's not me now, right? It's somebody who uses the name Malachi. Most of them don't pronounce the name Malachi, they pronounce the name Malachi. Right? So it's a slip of tongue. When they say Malachi, that they means they're they letting us know where. It's saw it, but they cannot deny And we have the, we went into the computer and um, internet, and it showed us the comet. They had pictures of the comet in there. And um, it's good to know it's there. They noticed, they noticed it's Nibiru. And they literally say, on the tape, uh, Zachariah Sitchin refers to this says Nibiru. Next um, came into us was, um, i tried to facet as many people as I can. I don't know if you got the skull. Right? Y'all get a skull? The skull of a Dinacle. It was twice the chromium twice the size. And right after that, about two days later, they sent us the skull of a pair a cone. Because everybody when we said the cone is the real, people thought we were copying off Saturday Night Live, of course they don't know that everything the Amorite does he, he puts you the intelligence in front of you so he won't believe it. But they got actual skulls. And we're getting more information coming constantly because now that people know through the internet that we're the source of this information, they feel free sending us stuff. Amorites, everybody, I got clippings. I got like ten stories on how Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. You heard somebody had y'all get that one? Had children. How his kids moved you know was protected by the you know whom except all these stories that are coming out. They had a whole thing on television the other night on um, or one of them, where they talk about, you know, the you know the um, grave of, of skulls, the graves of skulls under old Jerusalem. Well, they have a place called the Grave of Skulls under Old Jerusalem, for those who don't know, where they have all the skeletons of all the popes and all of that. And that's that place where they say that um, Freemasons go when they reach a certain degree. Believe me, I know. And they go to Jerusalem and they go beneath Old Jerusalem and they see the body of Jesus. And uh, they've taken the body of Muhammad out of the 18th century out of Medina. That's when they rebuilt Medina. The mosque in the north, and they, when they did that there, what actually happened is the, the shrine took the body of Muhammad out of that, which they had preserved, and his body is also in, uh, under there, and, and only uh, people of a certain degree of information are allowed to see it as a confirmation. Actually, they're not looking at Jesus' body, they're looking at bar of body, because in a in in higher degree, they tell you that Jesus went to Egypt, and he died there at 120, Jesus' son, while he was the one that was killed in the streets of Jerusalem, body transport to the Vatican in Rome, where they simulated the crucifixion of him there, kept his body there for a certain amount of years, and then the Knights of Templar went there and got it and bought it and put it in there. They have a special chamber where they keep things sacred. they also, I don't know if some of y'all remember yesterday, I said, under the sink, there's some documents, I told you about that. They're trying to get up under the, the Sphinx to get to these. Document. They found out Saint is the symbol, was a symbol of in, a, in the astrological chart of the ancient Egyptians, you know, as the, uh, the era of Leo, the lion. That's what it's supposed to symbolize and has something to do with the Mars project and the, what they refer to as the Adama project. This is that one Adam, right? And so they are unmasking because we should never say they discovered anything. They don't discover. They uncover, they uncover things that we bury, right? So, a new word, just a new one for you, right? <laughs> they don't discover anything. But anyway, they're starting to uncover a lot of the things that's going to confirm everything that you have put trust in me in is going to become confirmed for you in front of your own eyes. I don't know not that you need it. I know some of y'all <laughs> should follow me here day, and I do that. But I'm just saying, it is good for those who come to your class with the skeptic, and I didn't say skeptic, I said skeptic, they come skipping around (laughs) looking for some type of evidence to what appears to be a science fiction movie when you start kicking the doctrine on them. I know deep in your heart, as much as you may have loved me and I you, when you had to go out and teach what I was teaching you, it was difficult. He said, oh, guy, guy's really from another planet. And he has 19 spirits talking to him. And, and, you know, never mind, we'll pick this up later. <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about something that appears more sensible. But the confirmation of who and what I am, is it confirming itself. And that's the best I can ask for from my brother beyond on the star. Because give me just a little help. Because to come here, you know, to incarnate into this individual's body and try to convey this message to people that have been so television, so subliminally sedated, I mean, that they removed the essence of the nine from you and implanted the six, the lower side of the circle, it's such a hard job just to get you to not listen to the wrong music. You may be saying something cool when you say, I like you such and such in music, you don't understand nothing about music. You all are familiar with the 800 megahertz frequencies that are coming through the air now. You're familiar with that. You do? No, you do, you're not. Okay, well, I thought I'd talk about it. But you know, each one of the human beings have, in their brain, they're called magnetic particles. That's the best term that they can come up with them. One day, of course, I'll give you the real name, but let's let them play with it for a while. Magnetic particles. You have nine magnetic particles in your brain. All right, these magnetic particles can be affected by waves, by frequencies higher and lower. Now, the cellular phones are all set at 800 megahertz, and that brain of yours was 900 megahertz. You follow that, and it drops down. When Honorable was speaking about the brain capacity of an AMOLED being less than that of a Nubian. They were talking about that frequency response, your ability to respond to sound. All right? Of course, as you know, microwave also is moving on a sound. I, I can explain that a couple of years ago, how microwave cook food by sound, which means that they're able to cue in and dead some of those magnetic particles. A lot of Nubians, instead of walking around in nine ether, and nine ether is here. Come in the nine ether state of activated nine magnetic particles, they have dropped down to four, three, two, and when you see a brother who's totally delirious, unable to coagulate words, he is about down to one, and some just go vegetate out. And what they have to do is they give you all types of drugs so that it drops your body down to what's referred to as an alpha wavelength, which is one step from death. and that way you'll stay in what they refer referred to as monotone, monotheosis, monotone, mono. They keep you dead, right? And so they are now capable of sending these frequencies out. They are putting these stations along the road. I know as you all cross the country, if you look up, you see this thing on a tall pole, And it's shaped like a tetrahedron, and it has little things on all three sides. Just look for them, and you'll see them. Well, right now the government has 24 different satellites aligned to the planet, around the planet. All right? And he has 24,000 of these receivers and senders situated across the country. He is able to tune in to your radio via frequencies. It's called frequency response. This unit that I picked up, that I, I bought here, and clicked on, is a unit that's making it possible for everybody on Kadesh to turn to a certain station on the radio and they can hear me talking without any wires, which means I'm sending controlled frequencies through the air. You follow that? Once I understand, once I understand as human, and that his brain waves are n- between 900 and 700, you follow? half ounce of brain on you know that. 900 and 700 on megahertz, I can send out certain types of frequencies. I can also lock these frequencies into music because. When they started doing it, they did it in a place called uh, Hut Naval Base. used to investigate to find out that's where they started. that. And the reason why they referred to it as the harp project, if you heard of that, out of Alaska, is because a harp, of course, is an instrument. And they know that by strumming a harp, you can get different response. Years ago, a lot of people used to come to me and ask me, How do they line their body up? And I would tell them what they had to do is go to a keyboard and um, take middle C and find the two eighths of octave. Find the octave between middle C from one to the next. Of course, you know, it's eight notes. And I said, you go up and down the keyboard until you find that note that soothes your body and then you know what key you're vibrating on. you know what vibration works with your body. The uh, Buddha, or the Tibetan, they know about this, and so they have learned how to make their throat make three sounds simultaneously. And they chant like
0: that,
5: Constantly and they got this going on right now while we're sitting here meanwhile the practitioners of the faith start off and they're on another frequency while the priests are pulling the sound is a strange thing if Zeke is making a certain sound and I do another sound, a half step up, or a whole step up, and I do a, or let's say he does a one, and I do a three, and he does a five, we create what's called harmony. You follow that? As you know, none of the groups are singing in harmony no more. They have this new kind of harmony called unitarian harmony. They think they're singing in harmony because two or three of them are singing the same note, and it's partially unison unison in part harmony, and none of the kids have it no more. Because they had to stop that, because that vibrates three bones up here in the sinus that connect to the tetrahedron that the nose creates, which opens the eye of the seer, the third eye. They know what frequencies we move on. They know our emotional state. They click them on and off at different times. For instance, Sunday morning, they have it on a very low frequency and people feel it's Sunday,
0: even when they're not Christian. They have it where,
5: well, it's Sunday, it's kind of calm. When it comes to about 8 o'clock Sunday, they start to speed up the, 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 the oscillation, right? And I'm going to get to oscillators in a minute. Speed up oscillation vowels inside the frequency so you get the response and get higher pitch and people become more hyper. And some people start speeding faster because they're trying to get them prepared for Monday. What has happened is they know that our body moves on a different frequency, respond differently than theirs. Obviously, because most Caucasian singers sing in high natural voices. Most Nubian singers sing in low voices. Or they were forced to emulate the Amorites and use what was referred to as a falsetto settle or a placement. But not a natural high voice. Very few Nubian singers have a natural high voice. Unless they go out their way to like Phil or a couple of other who want to be Amorites, go out their way to sound like Amorites. They're already programmed, they've already got inside his head when he had that accident. And all the frequency. They can also alter your frequency Let me tell you what I mean by that so you get a better understand. Uh, years ago I tried to teach this, but people wasn't as ready then as they are now. Simple, not uncomplicated. It's the period of time that music took a to change. From the time you came in from Africa, when everything was based on drums and chants, right? And you had a kalimba, you follow that, and you had a marimba. And then as it moved into the Latino world and you had a Kunda and etc etc you know the the instruments i'm talking about that apply to us as a people all right now eventually our music went into blues of course blues was a result of the fact that the Amorite gave us the blues he took everything from us beat us up robbed us raped us castrated us and we became quite depressed as a result our music which is our emotion became In due time that blues changed into rock and roll for people who had cars (laughs) and R&B for those who didn't. The reason why they called it rock and roll is because little Caucasian kids with combs in their back pocket and grease in their hair and bucks on used to drive around with their car radios on and rock while they rolled. Most Nubians couldn't afford a car, so ours was based on Rhythm and blues. All that was done standing one place dancing. And the blues was mixed in depression, now with rhythm and we called it up tempo. Beat up the tempo a little bit. And there we got rhythm and blues. Alright, like of course wanna do rhythm and blues, the same way a lot of negroes want to try to do heavy metal and rock. It won't work. Hootie and the blow bitch, it won't work long. He was just put out there to destroy the fact that they had no Caucasians that came up with any good hits this year and they needed a Negro the Caucasian to take all the awards, that's all. Yeah. Alright, so as that happened, he started squeezing us, namely the men, to get us to start singing in high voices, commenced around the 60s. And that produced the Blue Magic, Stylistics, Black Ivory, Shy Lights, and then some more them. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, Temptations had, but they had a uh, Melbourne. A lot of the hit records was based on um, Alim is his real name. Eddie Kendrick was his um, other name, right? And he was a false setup. This was done intentionally to get us to love high-pitched sounds. You follow? Because that's the only way we can get a hit record is to sing the way they want. And for so Blue Magic and everybody, we all screaming our voices out trying to sound like white people, with white men sing naturally in a high voice, you know, with the southern so. Right? But um, they managed to control our minds then. While we were in these clubs, you know, clubs are used for one thing, gathering people or hitting people in the head with, and when you went to a club, both things would happen in you. They were gathering you and clubbing you in the head. Right? Okay? So we were gathering these clubs and this before disco creeped and we started dancing. The best thing we could go back to was our Latin roots. You follow that? So we grabbed the Latin and we started going to the Palladiums and dancing to the Allegro All-Stars and uh, Puente, Pacheco, and we were in it. And he saw that the Latin population was becoming one with the Negro population. And that really frightened him, that we realized we were the same family. So he tried to split us, but as a split occurred, instead of us going totally away, we started hustling. You know what hustling means, right? moving fast, jumping around that clown. So we started hustling. And then what he did is he staged an invasion of America by a group called Devo. And they came in with a sound, Trans Europe Express. Had no body language, the group stood there in plastic hats and black eyes and no motion and just was saying over and over again, Trans Europe Express. That's all they said. Trans Europe and they were looking at them, what they were doing is they were introducing the Moog Synthesizer. One of the first, first synthesizers to come in and take out analog sound to bring in digital. To take out acoustic sound.